May the 4th be with you. Hello, I'm John Rawl. This is the show covered everything Southern and in the galaxies beyond. And we are joined here today by Kobe Bennett of y'all.com. And may the 4th be with you, sir. Hello, 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 hello. May the 4th be with you. Yes, thank you very much for that. Here on today's show, we got a busy show Art Cruz will not be in in hour three, so no closing argument today, but Kobe Bennett will be in with us in the third hour of this, the show covering everything Southern. We've got headlines from across the South. We've got updates on the weather, a deadly outbreak of tornadoes and bad weather over the last 48 hours, and we'll give you the latest that we know about that. A lot of school closures on this May the 4th. We'll share what we know on that front here on today's Y'all Show. Hey, we've got some sports news that we'll share with you. We've got a new head basketball coach for the Baylor women's program. Lady coming over from the Atlanta dream of the WNBA. We'll have that information and other sports happenings, including some transfers from, let's see, one from Texas and one from Ohio State coming to the SEC. We'll share what that's all about. And an injury for the Los Angeles Dodgers, a Texan, a native Texan, injured and is out for the rest of the year we'll tell you about that here in a few minutes on y'all in this first hour we also have hashtag hullabaloo coming your way and a look at politics here in this first hour of y'all second hour get your food on matt hermans is going to be back on the show and he is our barrister of bodacious barbecue nothing like barbecue in the south and matt hermans does a amazing job of coming on here and telling us all about it he'll be on an hour two we'll have a look at some of the entertainment goings on in hollywood and in nashville here we'll have that information coming your way in hour two and matt hermans is also going to talk a little college baseball with us here today on the y'all show we also have from kobe a y'all.com update and we've got some really good stuff and uh, one thing i guess the buzzword today is kobe we all need to learn better morals yep you know it <laughs> yeah and i'm not talking about m-o-r-a-l you're talking m-o-r-e-l yeah we'll tell you what that is you might need to go get your merriam webster out and learn more but we've we've got that coming up as part of our y'all.com update in hour number two hour number three kobe's going to be on to talk about sports with us and then kobe is getting ready to enter the real world and we'll discuss the latest trends of college students who are graduating we've got graduations taking place all over the southeast here this time of year and our high school folks are getting ready to depart as well and move on to college or the real world as well well we're going to go through some of the latest job trends what the current job market's like how much are people getting paid right out of college we'll have that in hour three of today's y'all show and kobe will stick around for a southern accent on arts and then we'll close out today's y'all show Kobe, do you know what this month of May is? It's National Electrical Appliance Awareness Month, right? Uh, close. Electrical Safety Month. Yeah. There we go. It's N-E-S-W. No, N-E-S-M. National Electrical Safety Month. And I'll tell you, and Kobe will both, will both tell you some of the really good tips you need to be aware of here in May as we get ready to start really turning that electricity up when the heat starts uh, getting 100 degrees and more and you're going to be powering all kinds of air conditioners and other appliances you better be careful out there and so we'll talk about national electrical safety month in hour three of today's y'all show well we can't do this show without y'all and so if you want to be a part of y'all it's so easy to do call us at 803-816-1170 that's a number you can call or text anytime you feel like it 
and we would love to get you on here and get your thoughts on the Southeast. Again, 803-816-1170 is the way to do it. And Kobe's standing by to take your call, so give him a call and wish him well with everything he's got going on beyond y'all and y'all com And don't forget, you can also email us here at y'all. All you have to do is drop an email to mail mail at y'all.com. M-A-I-L at Y-A-L-L.com. And we will get your feedback right here on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent with your host, the General of the South, John Rawl, and Kobe Bennett here today as well. Well, as we discussed, we had some awful weather. We talked about it on the Monday Y'all Show Awful weather that started on Sunday, and it's worked its way across the southeast on Monday and even on Tuesday, a little scary in some of our southern states. We know that two people have been killed in Georgia, as these twisters really cause a lot of damage in the Tupelo area of Mississippi. Thankfully, as far as I know, we don't have any injuries or deaths in North Mississippi, as you had some really rough weather that happened on Elvis Presley Drive in Tupelo, Mississippi. Why is it Elvis Presley Drive? You know why, Kobe? Because uh, of Elvis Presley, I take it. Yeah, well, <laughs> what's the connection between Elvis and Tupelo? Uh, you're going to have to tell me because oh, I'm, 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 I'm off on it on the, on the moment. You think he's just from Memphis, huh? You think that? I mean, I know he's not specifically like born and raised all the way in Memphis, but, you know, we we've accepted him as as our own you yeah know, so. well he is a native of tupelo mississippi he was born in tupelo i think in 1935 technically born in east tupelo and so there in tupelo mississippi they had some bad weather parts of texas louisiana and mississippi as well as alabama tennessee and then arkansas georgia even south carolina had awful weather and flooding my goodness if you were in those areas you saw lots of rain coming down over the last 48 hours and 11 million people affected across the several southern states. Hail and high winds were hitting North Texas with this storm front working its way over the last two days. And then we saw two people killed in Georgia as just outside of Atlanta near Douglasville, power lines fell onto a vehicle and it killed a 55-year-old there, Carla Harris, killed after a tree fell onto her Bon Air home, actually, and another person also in the Douglasville area passed away over the last two days. More than 100,000 people without power early today, and that stretches from Texas all the way to Kentucky. And so it's just a, a, a sign of the spring. Unfortunately, we have these tornadoes and bad weather outbreaks across the southeast. Now, because of that, we've got some school closures as some of the school systems across the southeast are adjusting their schedules or closing them outright i believe i saw where at least one county in northwest tennessee i think it's obion county is closed here on this tuesday and then in alabama lamar county that is on the alabama mississippi line vernon is where lamar county is they're closed today and then green county in alabama that is south of tuscaloosa they're having a virtual day as well and i know there's been some delays and cancellations in georgia and I think I saw even in South Carolina as they've kind of gotten the the brunt of this storm front over the last several hours here on this Tuesday Y'all Show. But be careful out there and stay tuned to your local weather, uh, however you get your weather, whether it be a local TV or radio station or perhaps a weather radio. Just be extra, extra careful here in this time of year. 
A murder suspect in Louisiana has died in a police shootout after killing two people and also kidnapping a baby. An awful thing to report here on today's Y'all Show. But this happened in Baker, Louisiana. That's about 11 miles north of Baton Rouge. And deputies with the East Baton Rouge Sheriff's Office responded to a 911 hang-up call around 1130 on Monday morning in Baker. And then when the deputies arrived on the scene, they found two people who had been killed in an apparent shooting. The suspect had fled the scene with an infant child. And unfortunately, this man again had killed the two people and ended up again being killed himself there. Police shootout. Suspect dies in the shootout after killing two and kidnapping a baby. Most likely a domestic disturbance there in Baker, Louisiana. Kobe, we're still dealing with the coronavirus, but some states are opening things up, and we have an update from the Sunshine State. Yes, we do. Uh, down in Florida, uh, uh, Governor DeSantis has uh, lifted the uh, COVID-19 restrictions up. Uh, it suspended all local COVID-19 emergency orders down in Florida. Uh, Nothing at all? No. Uh All right. Well, that means. Yeah, yeah. I guess that means you can do whatever you want to, and maybe even uh, unlike last year, about this time, you go out to the beach. Yeah, that's probably suspending all the uh, all the orders on things like sporting events and mm-hmm. uh, stadiums and all that. Uh, especially after you know spring break hit and last, uh, and there was riots breaking out over over just ticked off uh, spring breakers, just constantly uh, just not being able to party. Yeah, uh, Kobe is a senior in college about to graduate here in a couple of days and that's one reason we have him here helping us co-host he's been a key part of y'all.com over these last couple of months as a intern but we think of him more than an intern and uh so you as a as a college senior kobe did you seriously think about going off on a wild and crazy spring break this year no not really okay well would if if the covid concerns would not have been there would you have had more of a more of a likely chance you'd have gone off somewhere for spring break i mean usually come on don't lie to us i mean usually i just like hanging out with my family for the most oh, part oh come so. on well we got a we got a like a lake house up uh up in uh innsbruck missouri where my grandparents are at so mm-hmm. we headed it up there for the first time in forever and you so. get wild and crazy with your grandparents huh? yeah, yeah you know Okay, we got well, a lake, we got a boat. Yeah, it's fun. Well, that sounds like a good spring break option. Well, a lot of people out there might have had their spring break wild and crazy plan interrupted here this year, just like it was last year. Unfortunately, the coronavirus outbreak last year in 2020 uh, kind of hit right at spring break time. And if you go back and look at the headlines of last year around March and April, a lot of people, including Governor DeSantis of Florida, got a lot of grief for having people go out on the beaches of Florida and have a good time. And yeah, I remember specifically there was a guy going out on the beaches dressed as the Grim Reaper, specifically <laughs> to keep people away. Was that you? I, I wish. Because uh, okay. <laughs> I respect that guy. <laughs> All right. Well, it looks like, again, Governor DeSantis of Florida, who's been very proactive in trying to keep his state flourishing in this time. Of course, Florida, one of our largest states in the country, and they're you could lump them in alongside Texas and California and New York. Well, we know two of those states, California and New York, have got a lot of problems. So much so that DeSantis' compadre from 
the state of California is being recalled and may not last as governor of that state because of the job that he's done during the coronavirus. So Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida suspending all of his COVID-19 emergency orders. All right, let's move on to other stories across the southeast here. How about this story coming to us from the north end of Middle Tennessee in Portland, Tennessee? A two-year-old boy was stuck for hours inside a antique wooden barrel, but he's been rescued. The two-year-old had a, a good time in that barrel, but luckily two-year-old Dorian, the son of Lance and Kelly Strubling, got out of this antique wooden barrel at his grandparents' house after a few hours stuck in there. Kobe, did you ever do anything wild and crazy like that? I know you don't do it as an adult. Did you ever climb into something you shouldn't have and got stuck? I don't recall ever getting stuck in anything. Um, uh, nah, not, nothing I can not, not that I can recall. Uh, <laughs> I I feel like I would have I I feel like I would have hurt myself if I'd done that. So I was very somewhat cautious as a child because uh, I got hit in the head a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I was bonking my head on stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's why I can't ever catch a rebound in basketball because. Uh, like I always got smacked in the head so often that I now just uh, flinch every time the ball hits the rim. <laughs> Cute little curly-headed kid there, Dorian in Portland, Tennessee. And the family ended up taking the kid to the Portland, Tennessee emergency room. X-rays revealed that he's going to be okay. But the Portland Fire Department had to come and have the jaws of life to help open up this antique wooden barrel. Looks like something maybe they make just across the state line in Kentucky to make bourbon with but uh, dorian's dad held the barrel as fire crews safely pulled him out of the barrel after the jaws of life was activated there and kelly strubling said that her son dorian was super brave and unharmed he enjoyed a popsicle after getting pulled out and everyone who helped signed the barrel i guess it'll be a keepsake going on but yeah better be careful with your kids around antique wooden barrels or it could turn out like dorian and getting stuck Good news, he's okay and all ends well. Even got a popsicle as a result of that. Now, the Lexington, Virginia and the Virginia Military Institute's board has voted to remove Stonewall Jackson's name from the buildings of this historic military college in Lexington, Virginia. Now, forever, VMI had a Stonewall Jackson statue just outside of their barracks. It was really the... I would say the most visual aspect of the VMI campus, the Stonewall Jackson statue in front of the barracks there on the VMI campus. And they removed that a couple of months ago, and now VMI's Board of Visitors voting to remove the embossed name of Jackson on the front of Old Barracks. Jackson's name will also be scrubbed from Memorial Hall. Now, what is the connection between Stonewall Jackson, the Confederate general, and VMI? He was a superintendent at VMI in the days before the Civil War began, and a native Virginian whose state, or where he's from, is now actually part of West Virginia. But yeah, at VMI, a real scrubbing of Confederate history there, although some things will remain, evidently. And of course, VMI, if you know anything about their storied history, they were part of the Civil War Battle of New Market, which the entire Corps of Cadets from VMI participated in a wonderful movie that came out about 10 years ago called field of lost shoes is about vmi in the civil war and the battle of new market but vmi being in the state of virginia a vmi alum is the governor of that commonwealth 
Ralph Northam, and he's kind of assaulted or come to kind of erase as much Confederate history from that state as he possibly can. And right now, his alma mater is doing that as well. The board, the board there at VMI also voting to increase tuition and fees by 2.3%, which amounts to a $762 increase for in-state students and almost a $1,500 increase for out-of-state cadets at Virginia Military Institute. So, yeah, reckoning with the history there. But athletically, the VMI cadets got to give them a shout-out, Kobe. They are your 2021 Southern Conference champions of football. They won here for the first time since the 70s. They had their first winning football season in almost 40 years here this year and made it to the playoffs. They ended up getting beat by James Madison. But stories out of Lexington, Virginia, and Kobe, since we're talking higher education with you, do you know what literally – they share the same property line what college borders the vmi campus there in beautiful lexington virginia hmm. i'm probably good you didn't learn this in yeah. college i mean we do, do you think we learn colleges teach each other about other colleges no but they should have <laughs> another great southern college is there in lexington virginia washington and lee you ever heard of wnl uh i don't think so oh well that, that you, you, it's a great place last time i was in lexington i went to both of those campuses and it was snowing and it was a beautiful sight there in the shenandoah valley all right let's take you from lexington virginia to let's go out of this world kobe what's going on with the fact that it is the fourth of may on my calendar what what in the world does that mean oh may the fourth be with you it's star wars day and that means there's a lot of sales and uh other pertaining to star wars if you want to go online and start surfing for like the disney store or adidas lego build-a-bear jinx otterbox microsoft and amazon are all offering sales on today only uh yeah on star wars merch uh i don't know about you or anyone else but i've always been a bit of a lego fan myself so yeah uh, i missed that on that yeah so uh I, I, there's a bunch of sets I'd probably want to get sometime. They've been releasing more, well, like the largest sets they got are in the Star Wars brand. Mm-hmm. They got that, uh, like a five hundred dollar uh, Millennium Falcon set that's like over, I want to say five thousand, six thousand pieces. It's huge, uh, and it's, I guess it's all on sale right now on uh, today only yeah. because it's May the fourth, Star Wars Day. Can I make a confession, Kobe? Yeah. You're going to hate me. I've never seen Star Wars. Really? Not one episode or movie or whatever they're called. If you ever want to get into it, there's a good viewing order to it. And my my personal viewing order would be don't watch the sequels because nobody likes the sequels. Uh, That means episode seven, eight, nine, the the recent ones. Um, But one good viewing where you can watch them in is uh let's go hurry start with the start with the prequels one two three then go is that how they're labeled uh yeah they're labeled episode one episode two episode three then you then you got the original trilogy uh but before you watch the original trilogy watch rogue one which takes place right before the original trilogy and then stop you can stop there or you can keep watching with the mandalorian or any of these shows they keep adding to um to netflix or if you really want to get into it Check out the Clone Wars on uh, their animated show on Disney Plus, and watch that all between throughout uh, episode two and three. You sound like you know what you're talking about. Hey, 
We're going to tell you about something out of this world besides Star Wars here going on. It's something that's happening this week, and it involves Halley's Comet. Oh, what is that all about? We'll tell you about that as the show continues. We've got some sports headlines from across the Southeast that we'll get to after this break. Stay tuned with Kobe Bennett. I'm John Rawl, and this is Y'all. Back into the Y'all Show, covering everything Southern, including our great Southern sports. Kobe Bennett is with me. I'm John Rawl. And Kobe, I know you know what song's playing there in the background. I know it's a fact song. It's a... Mississippi? (laughs) No... Not it, Mississippi. LSU? No, LSU. I, I can't remember. It is the fight, fight song of the Baylor Bears. Oh, of course. Of Shame course. on you. I should know You that. have two brothers that are in college at Baylor University in Waco, and you don't know their fight song. What kind of brother are you? Not a good one. Not a, I don't follow their team sports that that <laughs> that actively, uh, you know? Well, you're missing out. Yeah, They're the I national know. champions of college basketball, the men's side. They just won the women's side before the – coronavirus shortened 2020 season and speaking of the women's baylor bears i'm gonna tell you an update they got a new head coach there along the brazos and we'll share that information in just a second this is this is the y'all show it's sick of bears all right let's get into some baseball news as we have our southern sports update 803-816-1170 is how you can catch us here on the y'all show speaking of a texan this guy committed to play college baseball for the texas tech red raiders but a million dollars kind of got in the way, and he decided to sign with the Los Angeles Dodgers coming out of high school. And now we have some news, and it's not the best of news, for L.A. Dodgers pitcher Dustin May. He's going to have to undergo Tommy John surgery, and he's going to be out for the rest of this year. Do you know what Tommy John surgery is, Kobe, Dr. Kobe Bennett? Um, I'm... I'm not a medical student. You better. You might as well tell me. I don't know. I know it's a severe thing, and it's something that Tommy John was a pitcher in baseball 50 years ago, and the surgery was created for him, and it actually it helped. Tommy John surgery to repair a damaged ulnar collateral ligament. That is what this surgery is all about, scheduled for May 11th in Los Angeles. And the recovery timetable usually falls somewhere between 12 to 16 months a prognosis that could have made back for the stretch run of the 2022 season, and that is uh, toward, that's next year, all the way into next year when he's likely to available. But Dustin May, and who is that? If you don't know who Dustin May, if you go back to the World Series, remember the Dodgers are your defending World Series champions. He's that guy with the crazy red hair. He's got the long, 
curly hair flowing down from his baseball cap and kind of an eccentric guy. He's been a member of the L.A. Dodgers since the 2019 season and helped the Blue Crew win the 2020 World Series in the fall of last year. But, yeah. Yeah, top. Yeah, his nickname, his nickname is actually is – actually, Ginger Guard, G I N G E R G A A R D, kind of a a Nordic nickname there for his head of hair. Um, so there, there you go. I guess May is nicknamed Ginger Guard after current New York Mets pitcher Noah Snyder Guard due to the prolific appearance that he has, as well as his red hair. Not just the hair; he's he's got a big body out there. The twenty three year old. Dustin May, and I know you're somewhere in that same ballpark of this Justin, Texas native in terms of age, Kobe, and I bet you, Kobe, he's making in the multiple millions of dollars a year, probably $10 million a year is my guess. How would you like to make that kind of money? I mean, I would love to make that kind of money, you know. Well, you better start pitching. I know. My, my roommate was a pitcher. Oh, really? Yeah, pretty good, yeah. Well, he better sign up. You better be friends with your roommate. He might give you a cut I'm of that one day. Him, yeah. Hey, here's the story. This one is right up my alley because this is what would happen to me, Kobe, if I were ever invited to be a Major League Baseball player. This happened a couple of days ago, and this is not a Southern boy, but Jesus Lazardo is an Oakland A's pitcher. I think he's a rookie with that franchise, and he is on the injury list for Major League Baseball right now because he broke his pinky finger, and that's on his pitching hand, by the way. And he did it because he was playing a video game. These guys making millions of dollars, and he was playing a video game at a desk, and he, his left pinky smashed hard against the desk. He is left, his finger felt a little sore, so he let the club know about it, and he was monitored as he threw in the cage. The teammate actually gave him a chance to start the game, and he, he did, but it came out later that he had actually, again, broken his finger while playing a video game. I don't have the actual game that he was playing to cause the break yeah, of his... I, I, that, that makes me wonder. But, what, what you tell playing. me, what are the likely games that would make you break your finger? Huh. It, it must have been must have been like some, either some sort of button masher. What? Where, button masher? Yeah, is that a game or is that part that, of the... That, that's part of... That's like a a game where you, you're forced to like really go hard on pressing a button over and over and over and over again repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the, like you got to really, 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 really push hard in order to make it... Uh, get the prompt done but uh it's either that or he was raging at some game possibly like with those type of gamers i would say uh like possibly a first person shooter or uh um some sort of sporting game uh sounds like you play video games have you ever come close to breaking any kind of bone in your body i wouldn't say so i don't usually play at a desk is the thing i usually just Put, put the controller in my lap and just play on that my hands get too sweaty for me to break anything so um all right well there you have it parents video games are just too dangerous take them away if they're going to take away guns <laughs> as part of the second amendment and that they can get, strip away our second amendment right to guns then they ought to take away video games we'll have to go back to the old days of like board games yeah that seemed to work for a couple of generations of our society, and I think we're still here. Major League Baseball on this Monday. Hey, you got an afternoon game at Wrigley Field taking place between these Los Angeles Dodgers. Clayton Kershaw on the bump against Kyle Hendricks and the Cubbies. This is a 120 Chicago time start there between the Dodgers and the Chicago Cubs on the north side. 
Rockies and Giants have a mid-afternoon game that's taking place at 3.40 in the Rockies against, again, the Giants there in Denver. D-backs and Marlins, a matchup here. you got an interleague matchup between Tony La Russa's Chicago White Sox and the Cincinnati Reds. That taking place at Great American Ballpark along the Cincinnati-Ohio Riverfront. Astros will be taking on the Yankees, the Braves, and the Nats in the nation's capital this evening. The Brewers and Phillies get together. Detroit Tigers and Boston Red Sox are together. And actually, the Dodgers and Cubbies have a twin billing today as they have a game tonight in addition to their early afternoon game. The Rangers and Twins will be getting together on the field at Target Field in Minneapolis. Mets and Cardinals at Bush tonight. And then you've got the Indians and Royals, Giants and Rockies also with a twin bill. There's a lot of twin billings in baseball this year. I remember seeing that now that uh, that I'm seeing these pop up here. Rays and Angels will be out at Anaheim as well as the Jays and the Athletics on the West Coast, Orioles and Mariners, and then lastly at Petco tonight, the Pirates and the Padres get together for some baseball action. Now to the story that we teased you starting our sports segment here of today's Y'all Show. From the college ranks, Nikki Collin has been hired as the Baylor University women's basketball coach. Now she goes to Waco after Kim Mulkey, after almost 20 years on patrol of the Baylor Bears decided to leave there for the millions of dollars that LSU was going to pay her to be the Bayou Bengals women's basketball coach. And now Nikki Cullen, who had been an assistant coach for a long time and was an assistant coach at Arkansas, actually was an assistant coach for the Hogs with her husband. Her husband was the head coach at Arkansas about seven years ago. And Cullen had been a coach in the WNBA for a couple of years for the Dream. She actually was the WNBA coach of the year in her rookie season coaching WNBA's Atlanta Dream, and now she's getting hired to take over as the Baylor women's basketball coach. Now, that is a great basketball program that Coach Mulkey created there in Waco, Texas, and now Cullen becomes the head coach after the Dreams coach prior to the 2018 season. The team had gone, I think, prior to her 38 and 52, and then in her best season there the dream finished 23 and 11 in the WNBA so a professional coach now going to the college rink coach Cullen is 46 years or is 45 turning 46 here in a couple of days and being the head coach at Baylor University I wonder if her husband who is a retired women's college basketball coach will be giving any kind of role there for the Bears of the Big 12 Conference now to the NFL poor old Tennessee Titans my goodness the luck there in Nashville just continues to spin out of control when it comes to their draft picks. Did you hear about their first-round draft pick from the 2020 NFL draft, Kobe? I didn't. He completely flaked out. This guy was the number one draft pick coming out of Georgia, and he only played four snaps in the entire 2020 season. He ended up getting uh, into some legal problems, and he ended up going to the Miami Dolphins. He got cut there after a couple of days. He's not even in the league right now, and he just turned pro last year. And uh, he's got some real issues. Well, lo and behold, the Tennessee Titans' fourth-round pick of this year, Rashad Weaver, is now in trouble, charged with one count of simple assault stemming from an April 18th incident in Pittsburgh. And now this is going to greatly affect his professional future as this this charge is out there on Rashad Weaver, the fourth-round pick. Again, coming on the heels of what happened with last year's first-round pick for the Tennessee Titans. 
oh, my goodness, somebody is not doing a good job of uh, studying up on some of these potential star athletes for Nashville's and Tennessee's NFL franchise. Now to the college football ranks. How about the Tennessee Volunteers? They're getting a transfer in from the 40 Acres as Texas Longhorns top tackler linebacker Juwan Mitchell is going to be a Tennessee Vol shifting over from one UT to the other UT, Kobe. Hmm. He started eight of ten games for Texas last season and led the team with 62 tackles and now Coach Hypo with a real haul getting this former Longhorn, Juwan Mitchell, coming over to the SEC East and trying to help out a Tennessee Vols defense that could desperately need or use someone with his kind of experience. Another transfer from the SEC ranks to tell you about or someone going into the SEC ranks, former Ohio State Buckeye wide receiver Jamison Williams is going to be an Alabama Crimson Tide football player. That's right, a guy that was playing there in the national championship game against Alabama just a couple of months ago. The junior is immediately eligible to play after the NCAA voted last month to allow players to transfer one time without having to sit out a year of competition. And this former Buckeye, Jamison Williams, now announcing this week he's going to be an Alabama Crimson Tide football player. He's a native of St. Louis, caught nine passes for 154 yards and two touchdowns in eight games last season, a season that Ohio State ended up playing against the Crimson Tide in Miami for the national championship. But extra help there on the offense for the Alabama Crimson Tide of 2021. Like they really need the help. Hmm. All right, we've got more good stuff coming your way on the Y'all Show. We'll shift over from talking football to talking about social media fun. It's hashtag hullabaloo here for this first hour of Talk with a Southern Accent. We'll be right back. It's the Y'all Show. I'm John Rawl alongside Kobe Bennett here. And if you have some fun on social media that you just can't wait to share with us, and trust me, a lot of you look at social media all day long. You know who you are. And if it's really funny, we want to know about it, especially if it ties into the 16 southern states. All you got to do is maybe email whatever you got going on to mail at y'all.com, M-A-I-L. I probably need to make it M-A-L-E also in case somebody... Maybe thinks that uh, it's the gender that we're talking about. Mail at y'all.com is how you can email it. Or you can text it to 803-816-1170. That's how you can share your social media fun. If you are out there on that stratosphere of communication. And Kobe Bennett, uh, you got any social media connections you want to promote here? Um, let me think for a sec. You're uh, on Instagram? or Yeah, I'm on Instagram. Uh, you can follow me at uh, Captain Mighty one Captain Mighty One, I like yeah. that. Uh, capital C, capital M, uh, usually. Um, otherwise, you can just, just search that name and you can probably find me. 
Kobe's working with us here, wrapping up his academic career and moving on to bigger and better things and uh, making the billions that he'll make in the professional world real soon. But before he does that, we still have him here at the Y'all Show, and he's going to be part of our show not only on this hour, but also he's going to be appearing in hours two and three today. Art Cruz, our normal closing argument third hour, is away today, so that's why Kobe's getting what we call extra snaps behind center on today's Y'all show. Well, this is the hashtag hullabaloo fun that we have on y'all and kind of where we go on social media and find all kinds of good stuff, Kobe. And we're going to go there right now to see the reaction or input coming in from someone named Jenna Fawn Brown, a costume designer with a frequent notion of random thoughts of randomness. I like how she put that. At Jenna Fawn Brown is her Twitter handle. And she gets a little maybe political with her statement here, but hey, we read them all. Jenna Fawn Brown on Twitter writes, The South threw a temper tantrum because they were elitist jerks who saw human beings as property. My heritage is my ability to make homemade biscuits and gravy, saying y'all, and growing tomatoes. The flag represents hateful rhetoric and backwards thinking hashtag Southerner. That from jenna fawn brown that's what she wrote and uh, we appreciate her putting that out there and that's her thoughts so um i don't know exactly what she's talking about in terms of flags. she might be talking about uh uh the united states flag who knows she could be talking about uh the flag of star wars empire don't they have some kind of flag they got a few flags yeah that's what i thought or she could be talking about uh what some would call the confederate battle flag i'm not really sure but i do like the fact that she does put in here that her heritage is the ability to make homemade biscuits and gravy saying y'all and growing tomatoes now i may not agree with your other statements there jennifer brown but i do resemble that remark on your love of homemade biscuits and gravy i've actually seen kobe eat Biscuits and I gravy. I enjoy me some good biscuits and gravy. Now, do you say y'all? I do say y'all. <laughs> you better. It's a good. It's a good contraction. <laughs> uh, they might not consider it an official contraction, yeah. but daggum, it's a contraction. Now, now you'll you and I might have to uh, make this official, Kobe. We're going to have to announce our our love officially. If you could tell me that you also here is part of this third part, you like biscuits and gravy. You say y'all, Kobe. Do you grow tomatoes? I once attempted to grow tomatoes. All right, I got, well, uh, it's off. It ain't going to work. All right. I, my mom grows tomatoes. I tried to. I got one of those uh, as seen on TV topsy-turvy tomato planters, but I just couldn't get them to grow. Now, you're a college student. What in the world would a college student want to do with a made-for-TV or whatever they're called this as seen on TV? This wasn't like any time recent when I was in college. This was like when I was a uh, – uh, I want to say young teenager or something. All uh, right, see, there's hope. You, we think all these kids now wanting to grow marijuana, and here's Kobe out here trying to grow tomato plants. Yeah, I'm I'm content with my little cactus that I got sitting on my windowsill, though. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good thing to have, a little cactus growing. Yeah, good, good. Don't have too many of those out in the wild of the southeast. But, yeah, uh, yeah Jenna Fawn Brown there with her, her statement of how she likes those items, and we appreciate her sharing that with us here as part of hashtag hullabaloo and one last text coming in here at y'all and this comes to us from david moy at dave the deal is where you'll find him on twitter he's a small real estate developer an urbanist and a baritone i guess he might do a little singing and dave writes 
The best southern places always have the best porches. The porch is traditionally the main architectural feature of a home in the south. I made these new fretwork posts from Sapel, S-A-P-E-L-E, in a new traditional style. Hashtag do it yourself. Hashtag West Columbia, South Carolina. Place not far from my mom and daddy's house. Uh, yeah, David Moy there talking about this, and I'm going to have to pull up my dictionary. I don't know what he's talking about when he says fretwork. Do you know what fretwork is? I have no clue what fretwork is. You didn't study architecture in college? Nah, it was more uh, digital design than I was architecture. All right, well, let me see what the old uh, Google says when we talk about fretwork. See, here on the Y'all Show, it is our mission to not only entertain, but we try to educate. We try to tell y'all... What's going on out there? And fretwork, an ornamental design in wood, typically open work done with a fret saw. And uh, I've seen it. I didn't know what it was called. I apologize, Mama. I didn't know what fretwork is. Although, in my defense, I don't know about you. There, I'm going to show you the picture if, if my, I can't spin my computer around to you. This is fretwork. You see that, Kobe? Sorry for those yeah, of you. Yeah, yeah. you. Does that look familiar? Yeah, that definitely. Do you got I, any I've, dad at your house? Yeah. I've, 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 do we? I think we do. So you're bad somewhere. Kid. You haven't paid attention to your house. I don't think we've got that at my mom and dad's house. I don't think. Fret work. Maybe you got it at your house there. We don't yeah. got a big wooden porch at our house, though, so yeah. I wouldn't say. Well, that is, is something, a new word for me, fret work. And then let me see this other word that was a new one to me. Again, me and handiwork don't necessarily go together too well. Uh, she mentioned the word. Uh, fretwork post from Sapil. Now, Sapil is a, um, I think it's a type of tree. I'm sorry, Sapili, okay, is how it's pronounced. Again, this is in the African mahogany family. Sapili has the appearance of African mahogany. That is, Sapili is dark reddish brown with a ribbon pattern, and it's actually heavier, stronger, and harder than African mahogany. So if you're into the African mahogany market, Kobe. I just taught you about mahogany versus sapili. When you're out making your woodwork, you can keep that in mind. So, All right. Here on the Y'all Show, thank you to David Moy for sharing that as part of our hashtag, Hullabaloo. Again, if you've got something interesting or informative or, or fun that you want to share with us, we welcome that feedback here as part of our hashtag, Hullabaloo, which we stick in here a couple times a week in the fun of the Y'all Show. When we come back on Y'all, we're going to wrap up this hour with the fun of politics. It's our Southern Political Report. Alongside Kobe Bennett, I am John Rawl, and this is Y'all.
Tell me about it. This is y'all, John Rawl, Covey Bennett. It's time now here on the show about the South to talk a little Southern politics with you as part of our political spotlight on this 4th of May. And over the weekend, a special election was held in the Lone Star State, and it had a big field of Republican candidates and even Democrats competing in the U.S. House seat formerly held by the late Republican Congressman Ron Wright, who died in February after contracting COVID-19. Now, the Democrats thought they could get a spot here in this potential runoff, but that was not the case. In fact, Representative Ron Wright's widow, one of the two people that will advance into the runoff of this Texas congressional seat, Texas 6 is the district that we're talking about. It's been in Republican hands for years. The margin of victories, the Republicans thought uh, they thought they could win this, and they did. They were able to hold off, but Democrats put a lot of effort into this. And now Susan Wright, the widow of the late congressman, is the front runner in this campaign. She's actually been endorsed by former President Donald Trump, and she'll go up against another Republican in this runoff that I'm not sure the date on this thing, but it's coming from Texas again, This the widow. We've already seen one widow elected from North Louisiana, from the Monroe, Louisiana area, and her husband was a congressman-elect back in December when he died of coronavirus so two republican southern congressional folks that have died of coronavirus we've already seen one of their widows the widow get elected and in texas it looks very likely that you'll see a second widow elected in this case filling the seat that her longtime congressional husband held in washington dc now, today, you've got a couple of folks in Palm Beach, Florida, just outside of Mar-a-Lago, and they're speaking at a an event there, a pro-life summit, and President Trump is going to be there alongside other famous Republicans and more. Governor DeSantis will be there. Governor Rick Scott also will be part of this. Tim Scott is going to be today's keynote address, and that the South Carolina senator who's getting Lots of attention and possibly rumored to be a potential 2024 Republican candidate for president of the United States. Ted Cruz also making his way to the state of Florida for this pro-life summit. Former Vice President Mike Pence, who's been spotlighted throughout his career, faith and the values, who chose the Palmetto Family Council, a conservative Christian nonprofit based in South Carolina, as the group to whom he would give his first post-vice president speech He will address this SBS list via video. This group here getting together as part of the Susan B. Anthony's List Pro-Life Leaders Summit in Palm Beach, Florida today. And it started on Monday, but you're seeing some heavy hitters across Republican politics participating in this. But Vice President Pence will not be in Palm Beach. He'll be doing it virtually, but still included in on this. And lastly, from Columbia, Missouri, Lawmakers recently shut down attempts to pay for Medicaid expansion in the Show Me State and what the latest example of statehouse fighting to undo voter-enacted policies. Now, critics have argued during a contentious debate in the state Senate in Jefferson City that voters didn't understand the potential cost of the federal health insurance program. Supporters, including Democrats and even some Republicans, have said that Missouri lawmakers were going against the will of voters who amend the Missouri Constitution last year to make thousands more low-income adults eligible for government health insurance. So more battles in terms of insurance taking place 
and some of our state legislators across the southeast. Well, that will put a wrap on hour one of today's Y'all Show. Coming up in hour two, we've got some entertainment headlines that we'll share with you. And also, our barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, Matt Herons, will be dropping by with a report on Q as well as college baseball. Plus, Kobe Bennett will be filing a y'all.com update with us in hour two, telling us what's on the homepage of the South. All that is headed your way in hour two of this, the Y'all Show. back for y'all and we got a whole nother hour of excitement and i mean excitement with a capital e we'll throw in a capital x too coming your way in this second hour of this fourth of may edition of y'all john rawl you can catch us here at y'all.com the home page of the south and speaking of the home page of the south Later this hour, Kobe Bennett will be stopping back by, and he's going to have a complete report of what's up on the homepage of the South right now. Some incredible stories that you don't want to miss out on, and he'll be walking us through what he's got posted, some stuff that he posted on mushrooms and other fun stuff at y'all.com. It is really going to be worth your time to stick around for that later this hour on Y'all, we also have our barbecue barrister headed your way in just a few minutes. Matt Hermans, he's going to be on to talk a little Q and a little college baseball. And we're going to discuss with him an article up at y'all.com and get his thoughts on it. Throw in the perfect backyard barbecue for any occasion. And that is a brand new article that literally just got posted two minutes ago at y'all.com. And I'm going to get Matt Hermans to... To read it real quick and share with his with his with us his thoughts on throwing the perfect backyard barbecue coming up here in this second hour of y'all and don't forget third hour today Kobe Bennett's going to be with us throughout the hour and tell us what it's like to be getting ready to enter the w- real world as he's got to go make a living and make all those millions of dollars and I'm going to find out from him what are the current hot jobs for those graduating maybe you've got someone who's about to get out of college finally and how much are they going to be making what kind of jobs are going to be having maybe you are a college student see this is a show here y'all that we are open and available for all y'all so we hope we have listeners right now who are in college and if you are hit me up i'm interested to know what you're going to be doing and if you don't mind you don't have to tell me your whole name tell me what kind of uh salary you're likely to be getting in that first job 803-816-1170 is how you can tell us about what you got going on next so it's an exciting time of year when the little ones and i mean they're not that little at uh, college age getting ready to go off and and enter the working world all right let's go to our entertainment report here to start this second hour of y'all and we've got courtesy of netflix a list of what's streaming here in this month of may what are some of the great streams maybe you are watching some of this stuff those who wish me dead is a film that follows angelina jolie's character hannah a smoke jumper still reeling from the loss of three lives she failed to save from a fire when she comes across a traumatized 12 year old boy with nowhere to turn this is an hbo max film that you can see i said netflix some of these are netflix some are courtesy of other streaming options but uh, yeah how about that 
Angelina Jolie and those who wish me dead out right now. Again, see what's streaming in May. And next up is the movie or series that Emma Stone stars in, the Academy Award-winning actress Cruella. And it is an all-new live-action feature film about the rebellious early days of one of cinema's most notorious and notoriously fashionable villains, the legendary Cruella de Vie. And this is on Disney+. Plus. Cruella. Maybe you've seen that promoted if you have Disney+. Plus. It's one of the hot streaming options here in the month of May. From Uber producer Ryan Murphy, Ewan McGregor stars in the limited series that tracks the meteoric rise and fall of America's first celebrity fashion designer. This movie or series is called Halston, and it's on Netflix, and it is available right now. Amazon has Pink, All I Know So Far, the award-winning musician as she's filmed embarking on her record-breaking 2019 Beautiful Trauma World Tour as audiences see her as a mom, a wife, a boss, and a performer. Amazon Prime is where you can see Pink, All I Know So Far. How about Harrison Forge and The Age of Adeline, a stunning 29-year-old woman who has lived for more than a century but hasn't aged, falls in love, and, and the secrets of her past begin to unravel in this romantic fantasy film on Hulu. Harrison Ford stars. I don't know who his 29-year-old love interest is in this the Age of Adeline, but uh, yeah, it's got Harrison Ford, so you know it's going to be good. Another option for you on Netflix is Castlevania Season 4. Dracula's influence looms large as Belmont and Cepha investigate plans to resurrect the notorious vampire while Alucard struggles to embrace his humanity in the new season. This is a Netflix series, Castlevania Season 4, and is one of the top streaming options here in the month of May. Aliens on Amazon Pride, uh, Amazon Prime. Sigourney Weaver will make you want to hit the gym in this iconic sci-fi thriller in which aliens literally burst on the scene to terrorize a space crew. Get your sci-fi on with Aliens and Sigourney Weaver. Almost Famous is out on Hulu. Cameron Crowe directs this film about a bright, loving, but strict single parent whose distrust of rock music and fears about drug use helped drive a wedge between herself and her children. Cameron Crowe stars in Almost Famous. The Sons of Sam, A Descent into Darkness. This is on Netflix. This documentary covers how the son of Sam case grew into a lifelong obsession for journalist Maury Terry, who became convinced that the murders were linked to a satanic cult. Out on Netflix, a little heavy-hitting, if you will, choice here in the month of may the boy from Medellin is out from academy award-winning nominated and emmy-winning filmmaker matthew heineman comes as an astonishing intimate portrait of one of the biggest international music superstars of our time it follows jay balvin as he prepares for the most important concert of his career a sold-out stadium show in his hometown of medellin colombia and again since he's from colombia not the one in south carolina or missouri or even tennessee uh, maybe that why that's why I have never heard of J B A L V I N J Balvin Balvin J Balvin. Help me out here, but you can check it out on Amazon Prime if you want to learn about the boy from Medellin. Bluey season two. Get the kitties out for this one. The Australian animated TV series features the Healer family, a group of canines and their large circle of friends. It's on Disney Plus. 
Bluey Season 2 on Disney+. Plus. Netflix is where you'll find Michael Douglas and the Kaminsky Method Season 3. A new chapter unfolds for Sandy as he deals with difficult losses, a daunting financial obligation, an important reunion, and a major career boost. Netflix is where you'll find that one. How about HBO Max's Hacks? This comedy series explores a dark mentorship that forms between Gene Smart's character of Deborah Vance, a legendary Las Vegas comedian, and an entitled outcast 25-year-old played by Hannah Einbinder on HBO Max is where you'll find this one. And now we'll go back to the old days for some Jerry Lewis fun. The comedian and actor Hulu has Cinderella, a beloved fairy tale, gets a gender swap retelling in this classic Jerry Lewis movie where a man needs a fairy godmother to help him escape from his wicked stepmother and stepbrothers. That ought to be fun. And that, again, is part of the series there on that's uh, that's a Hulu is where you'll find that one. And this, uh, I'm trying to see if any of these other ones listed here. There's quite a, quite a long list put out about uh, about the new streaming options for the month of May that you can check out. Uh, I'll, I'll leave you with one more from Amazon Prime. This one looks great here. Skyfall, of course, James Bond. Try to read the title of this James Bond film and not hear Adele singing the Oscar-winning theme song in your head. Go ahead. We dare you. So I guess this is just the Bond movie out on Amazon Prime. Maybe it's uh, new for the month of May that you can see Skyfall. Great movie. Love it. Good, good, good movie if you've not seen it. And surely you have. And that is what we call in the business a wrap of what you can check out streaming right now, the top streams. If you are looking for something to do to get you through the early May blues. Well, I'll tell you one thing else you can do is get your barbecue out, barbecue grill out, and get ready for Matt Hermans because he's going to have some great things to tell you. He is our barbecue barrister here on the Y'all Show, and he's standing by and coming at you next with a report on Q, and we're going to mix in some college baseball fun with our barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. All that ahead on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Every day of this, the show all about the Southeast, John Rawl, Kobe Bennett. And now we're going to go to our barbecue barrister, Matt Hermans. He does an amazing job of talking about food and fun. And 
We're going to also have him talk a little college baseball, as this is, in his world, I think the most wonderful time of year. And here on the show, we do love our barbecue in the southeast, and we do a great job each week spotlighting the food of the south. And Matt Hermans is the way we do that each and every week when he's able to come on and join us here on the program. And right now we're going to go to him and find out what he's got on the grill and uh, maybe not right now, but uh, how is the grilling world of our barbecue barrister these days? Well, this is uh, we're kind of entering into the, the prime time, uh, early May. Ooh. Beautiful, um, wonderful, wonderful weather. You know, some of those April showers are starting to clear up a little bit. So this is uh, this is about as good as it gets. See, I thought I was behind the times. I thought we had already started this stuff, but you're telling me it's not too late to get going for barbecuing. Not too well. It's never too early, and it's never too late, unless you're dealing with uh, what do they call it—the snowpocalypse across the <laughs> south. That, that was that was a bad time. But uh, other than that, I think you're uh, there's never really a bad time. But yeah. this is this is great. College baseball's in swing. The only other time that I would say is as good is maybe the fall with the uh, football season. Yeah. Well, you, we we haven't talked to you since snowpocalypse, and you were in one of those states that got hit pretty hard, and it was pretty bad for a couple of days. So I want to know. As a guy who survived that, did you actually do any grilling at all? It would seem to me you might you might have done it even more then. But you tell me, sir. Well, I'll tell you what. We did get hit pretty hard in my neck of the woods. And the only reason I would have fired up the grill is to keep from uh, freezing to death, to be honest with you. It was... Uh, it was pretty wild, and we're just uh, we're just now trying to get water back in our house a few months later. So I can I can honestly say, and I'm a, I'm a little bit ashamed. I have not uh, I have not fired up the uh, did not fire up the smoker during the uh, snowpocalypse for sure. But um, I'm getting uh, I'm back in the I'm back in the saddle. Okay, and uh, got a rack of ribs that are going on this week. So everything is, is starting to get right with the world. That's All right. right. Well, if people aren't familiar with the barbecue barrister, let me just have you brag on yourself. For- for a moment tell people who have no idea who matt hermans our barbecue barrister is why are you so darn good when it comes to barbecuing <laughs> oh i hate uh well this is I'll, you talking well, at your own funeral so brag on yourself <laughs> well i will say the only I, I i can't say that uh that i'm that great all all i will say is this i've been um cooking meat um in the what we call southern style barbecue which is you know, low and slow, indirect heat. Um, since I was, you know, 12 years old, my, my dad was a, uh, a manufacturer's rep for a, a large grill and uh, smoker company. So I, I got dragged along uh, with him to demonstrations and things along the way and developed a love for it. So I have never, never gotten tired of uh, putting rub on meat and, and firing up the smoker. I've always loved it. I love it now. And uh, so I've just had a lot of practice. That's all. I've uh, failed. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta try some things that don't work. You gotta try some things that do work. So all I can say about it is I've been practicing for say twenty-seven years. That's all I can say. All right, you're not one of these newfound guys that have a TV show that started some kind of uh, uh, restaurant in the last two years and you made some money and decided to publicize your money with uh, your own TV show. You've been doing this a long time, really out of a labor of love instead of money, right? That's, that's right. Well, shoot, I wish I had a, a pile of TV money or something, but no, I, I just love doing it. And, you know, I've, I've kind of, 
I'm kind of old beyond my years. I like, um, I like kind of the traditional way of doing the, the stuff and not terribly interested in the new technology and stuff like that. So I'm probably a little anachronistic, but, um, I love it. I think it's a, you know, an important cultural aspect to the South and I love the process, put it that way. All right. Well, we're going to dive into that with our barbecue barrister as we go on and, you know, the bar- barbecue barrister is kind enough to come on to the y'all show. He's also kind enough to be part of the y'all army and barrister about five minutes ago at y'all.com. A brand new article went up that I've got a, I know you haven't had a chance to take a look because this is a surprise. We wanted to, to kind of surprise you here on today's y'all show, but uh, author Ainsley Lawrence has penned an article called throwing the perfect backyard barbecue for any occasion. And it's a really good read from Ainsley, and check that out. And one of the things that Ainsley writes here is that the backyard barbecue is poised to make a comeback in 2021. We just heard you talk about snowpocalypse. You kind of had to not do any kind of grilling there for a while. Last year was really a difficult year for most of us in the southeast. So do you believe in what Ainsley says that, yes, the backyard barbecue is going to make a big comeback here this year? Oh, I, I agree. I, I absolutely think so. And I think, you know, part of it, sure, part of it is going to be related to people who had a, you know, across our region, at least a large part of, of our area, um, had a had a really awful, <laughs> awful winter. But also, I think, you know, that we've always we've had the virus restrictions and all that. And I think um, a lot of people are getting um, getting the, uh, the uh, virus injection and things like that. So I think at least, you know, I guess armchair prediction, I think probably people are going to start kind of getting back together and, and, you know, we'll be desperate to, you know, see other people and, and get in the sunshine and things like that. Some people never stop doing it, but a lot of people have um, out of caution. And so I think, I think you've got a, I think you got a scenario that people are going to be desperate to see other, other folks. And, uh, and there's really, there's really, nothing that's more fun than than getting people together in a backyard and and getting the cooker fired up to be honest with you it's just great well when you cook especially in a barbecue setting you're going to have a mess on your hands at times you're going to have things going in and out and i know last year around the same time when we talked to you the whole world was absolutely paranoid about the virus and, and being having things sanitized and more ainsley writes in this article Keeping surfaces clean and sanitized and taking particular care to protect those who may be vulnerable, the elderly and the other members of the community who may not be fully vaccinated, will not only help ensure your guest safety, but also help them feel more at ease. And if there's anything we Southerners know how to do, it's to put our guests at ease. They don't call it Southern hospitality for nothing after all, is what she says. So how important is it for you, Barbecue Barrister, now that we're into 2021 to kind of make sure things are ultra sanitized when you're out there at the grill. Yeah. I mean, I guess you don't. So one thing you don't have to worry about with, with the grill is, is um, anything that's on the, anything that's on the cooker is going to be sanitized. Cause you got, you got an incredible rate of heat, even, even, um, even low and slow, you're still cooking at you know 250 or so, and then that basically kills anything that would be on the cooker. So that's fine. I think what maybe what Ainsley's talking about is um, is maybe uh, people washing hands and um, making sure that um, you know utensils are clean and things like that. Um, you know, I think uh, I think that's something that that 
we always try to do. Uh, maybe just be a little more conscientious about it this time. If you got somebody who's who's coughing all over the place, maybe maybe take another round on the counter with the 409 or something like that. But, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I think um, as far as barbecuing goes, there's really nothing nothing that's going to be special about that. Food service and, and using clean utensils and, um, you know, maybe offering people an opportunity to use use their mask if they want to or you know it's all going to have to i think a lot of it has to do with who your who your little group is and how they feel about stuff and of course like you said we want to be you know we want to we want to be hospitable and make sure people enjoy themselves so um yeah it's going to be a i don't think it's going to be terribly different than somebody who's typically trying to be clean but you know hey maybe keep your eyes open for different things i guess during this time and one of the things you've told us through the years barbecue barrister Again, Matt Hermans is who we're talking with here on today's Y'all Show. Is not just for the bacteria standpoint, but you've mentioned before when you get ready to use your grill for the first time, one of the best ways to grill or get your grill clean is to just cut the baby on and let it cook, and and that will do its own self cleaning. Correct? Absolutely. There's there's really the the idea of of having a clean grill is. Um, it's relative, right? So you, you grill, you, it's never going to be clean like your, your oven necessarily. It's never going to be clean like, like your utensils in your house. It's always going to be a grill or a smoker. It's always going to have soot and it's always going to have ash and all kinds of stuff. But that doesn't mean it's, that doesn't mean it's, it's, it's not sanitary, right? Having a little bit of dirt and ash, that's just normal. That's part of, part of a smoker or a cooker or a grill. But, um, Yes, you're correct. The best way to to clean your grill is to crank it up as hot as it can get, particularly on a propane grill. And and basically anything you got in there that's hanging out will be burned up, turned into ash. You scrape it off, get rid of that, and, and you're essentially good to go. So that that's what you really need to do. Nothing nothing's going to survive a 600 degree grill for any length of time. It's just it's just gone. So. Um, that's the way to do it. You definitely don't need to take chemicals and, and break your grill down and clean it. In fact. You know, any of those chemicals you put on your grill, um, a lot of that stuff is going to cause fumes and, and kind of get into your, your food, even if you burn it off. So I wouldn't I wouldn't even recommend that if you're ever going to do anything. If you, if you really, really want the cleanest of all grills, uh, you probably just want to use warm water, maybe a little bit of, of safe uh, kind of dish soap. But you're right. Fire it up. Get the heat up. Heat kills everything. Now, the heat might not kill the next thing I want to talk to you about, which is written about exclusively here in this article at y'all.com from Ainsley and her article about throwing the perfect backyard barbecue for any occasion. And Miss Lawrence here writes that in the South, Matt, we're getting close to the summertime, and you know what that means. Not only great heat, but great amount of insects pop out. Mosquitoes can quickly put an end to the best backyard party, not to mention the fact that they can be quite dangerous so what is your best advice and some tricks you've learned through the years when you're barbecuing to keep the darn mosquitoes and other insects away when you're out there grilling? Well, the, the so there, this is a pretty, actually a pretty, a good, um, this pretty good question because. Well, that's why I'm asking it. Yeah. So this is interesting <laughs> because some, some flying creatures um, do not like smoke. So if you've got a, a pit going you've got hickory wood rolling out of it or you've got something that's smoking charcoal whatever you got sometimes that can be a deterrent 
to certain flying insects. For instance, mosquitoes, they don't like smoke. Um, there's, a, there's a scientific reason for it, but they don't like it. They don't like to be around smoke. So that, that, that can actually be kind of a helpful thing. I would say generally when the mosquitoes come out, I mean, there's, I would say you got to kill those things before the party. There's really no way to, to, once they start going, we all know those things are rolling. But um, so, yeah, the, I mean, trying to kill them and kill them off before you, you have people in your backyard is probably the best bet. But again, the more smoke you can roll out of there, those mosquitoes don't like it. Now, that's that's not the case for flies. Flies love it. Flies love your barbecue cooker. They love the, the smoke. They love the meat. They love all that. Flies love it. So um, the best thing to do for flies is if you have that problem, and sometimes, you know, Lord knows they just come out of nowhere and they, they're just all over the place. Um, but you need to have a, an, another attractant. Right. So you need something that, that they like better than the smoker or the cooker or your food. So there's all kinds of stuff. There's little fly machines that, that have bait for them. There are little fly bags that they, they don't tend to smell great. So hang them up downwind. Uh, but there's all kinds of different fly baits and attractants. So what you want to do is you want to have the fly go someplace that it likes better than than the food or the meat that you're dealing with. But um these are, uh, you know, if there was a hard and fast way to, to deal with the insect problem in the South, I, <laughs> I would, I would, uh, I'd love to. You read wouldn't that be book. talking to me right now. You'd be Man, sitting on what, a beach counting your, your zillions. That's right. That's right. But yeah, so that's the best thing. Fly bait to get them somewhere else and mosquitoes. They just don't like smoke, but also you just got to kill those suckers before you get people in the backyard. And again, if you have a mosquito and or fly land on your food and it somehow gets cooked, I don't think it's going to put you in the hospital with any kind of illness, correct? No, no not if it's cooked. No, there's just really nothing, nothing that, uh, again, nothing that's really going to survive a hot, hot grill or a hot grate for any length of time. Now, you probably don't want to think about it and you probably don't want to put it on the menu, but um, as a side dish, you know, but uh, no, it's, it's not, <laughs> not going to hurt you. You crazy guy, you. Matt Irvin's our barbecue barrister. Again, go check out this article written by Ainsley Lawrence. It's up right now at y'all.com. Throw in the perfect backyard barbecue for any occasion. It's got a beautiful picture there. That Oh, that cue on the grill. Oh, I, I'm, I'm going to have to go to break. And you know what? There's only one thing maybe for some of us in the South better than a little barbecue this time of year. It's a little baseball and when we come back here on the Y'all Show talking to our barbecue barrister, Matt Hermans, we're going to get an update on college baseball. Oh, yeah, this guy knows his college baseball, and we're getting closer and closer to conference baseball tournaments across the Southland here in the month of May, and, believe it or not, college baseball's postseason as well. All that is part of our conversation about NCAA baseball with Matt Hermans. It's up next. Don't miss out on the fun. Play ball!
And we're back on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. And how about them hogs? Your Arkansas Razorbacks, number one in all of college baseball. Scanning the latest D1 baseball top 25. And Coach Van Horn's team, number one. Tim Corbin's Vanderbilt Commodores check in at number two in the latest top 25 poll. And other Southern teams in this top 25 include the Horn Frogs of TCU at three. Mississippi State checks in at number four. The Tennessee Vols are at number five. That other UT, the Texas Longhorns, are at number six in the latest college baseball poll. The Red Raiders of Texas Tech making Lubbock proud. They are at number eight in the latest top 25. The Florida Gators check in at 10. Mississippi is at 12. East Carolina 13. Rustin is proud as Louisiana Tech is at 14 in the latest college baseball poll. Dan McDonald's Louisville Cardinals are slipping down. They are at number 15 in the latest poll. Florida State is at 18. The Gamecocks of South Carolina got swept this past weekend, and because of that, they find themselves in the number 19 spot in the latest top 25 poll. But hey, Southern Miss to the top. Golden Eagles at number 20 in the latest college baseball poll. The Old Dominion Monarchs are at 22 in the latest poll. The 49ers from Charlotte, also out of Conference USA, find themselves ranked number 23. And that is a quick look at the top 25 of college baseball. And we're talking with Matt Hermans, our college baseball barrister, here on today's Y'all Show. We've already got him to talk barbecue, and now we're switching over. So, Barrister, it's our first time talking to you here in this month of May. What are your thoughts on how this top 25 shakes out and how things are going in college baseball? Well, you're right. I do love, I love college baseball. Um, and I, I, it's one of my favorite things, if not my favorite, but I, so I got a couple, a couple things to say. I guess, uh, you better, you better, you better clear that up. You have a wife and kid. <laughs> yes. I was talking about, um, I guess, Things outside of, of God and family, <laughs> and, that way. Um, but maybe you like the baseball over country. Uh yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, it depends. God, family, the, baseball, gotcha. All right, I'm gonna, take, I'm gonna take the fifth on that. Yeah. Um. So what I was gonna say is, of course, the SEC, um, is great. It's, it's always a strong baseball conference. This is not breaking news. Um. But I would say the, you know, the the thing that I've taken away having followed. I just bet every weekend here Vanderbilt looked to be the, you know, I don't want to say uh, an unstoppable juggernaut, but at the beginning of the season, they really appeared to be that way. You've got Kumar Rocker and you've got uh, Jack Leiter, um, kind of a one, two punch on the, on the weekend there that seemed we were just was, were just dominant. And, and they're still obviously very, very good. These are two of the best starting pitchers in the country, uh, but they have been uh, beatable. Uh, they would just went to Florida uh, this last weekend and um, Florida beat them. Um, and they're, they're sitting at 14 and seven in conference. Did Florida win game. all three games or just the series? But Florida won the series. So in other words, I guess they're, they're tied with Tennessee there in the East at 14 and seven in conference play. Uh, and that's a bit of a surprise, I think to a lot of people, Vanderbilt looks like they were going to cruise and Tennessee was Eh, thought to be maybe pretty good, but maybe a question mark. Florida was actually a preseason top five team, um, and they have been 
they've improved recently and other kind of rounding into form, but they're sitting there at third in the East. South Carolina has been a surprise. Now they were swept by Ole Miss here this last weekend um, in Columbia, which was a huge win for the Rebels. But uh, South Carolina has been a team that is, is historically very, very good at baseball um, and have, has not been great the last few years. They've bounced back um, and I think are a bit of a surprise. Um, so that's the East. Those are some things. In the West, Arkansas is the best team. Arkansas is the consistent uh, number one. I don't think there's really any way to argue against the overall number one being Arkansas. Their resume is incredible. The teams they've beaten, they don't have any bad series losses. Um, Mississippi State is right there behind them in the West. They're very good. Ole Miss has been uh, – Ole Miss baseball is, 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 very, is good year in and year out, but they're always there's always something – interesting there with Ole Miss you never really know this was a team that was number three in, in a lot of polls coming out at the beginning of the season and it's easy to see why you got a lot of powerful bats and you've got some really good pitching Gunnar Hoagland is one of the best again one of the best weekend starters in the country but Ole Miss lost four conference series in a row uh, before sweeping South Carolina and you hate when you've got a team that's ranked in the top 25 and is you know third place in the SEC West and is certainly going to be a postseason team you, you don't want to use the word underachiever uh, for Mike Bianco's squad, but when you look at kind of what they should be or what people say they're going to be, uh, and then you kind of look at it, maybe some of the the struggles down the down the stretch for Ole Miss, you, you kind of wonder. It's always a, a a rocky road for the Rebel Rebel baseball, uh, but they've had a ton of success, so there's there's certainly nothing to shake a stick at. But interesting season for Ole Miss, starting in the top three losing four straight conference series and then coming back to sweep South Carolina. So baseball's interesting. Some some teams round into form at the end of the year, and they may be doing that. Um, one surprise is Texas A&M being, being subpar. I mean, they're, they're, that's usually a, at least a, a stalwart baseball program. They're 5-16 and 16 in league play, struggling immensely, just, just not a good club. Weren't they swept at Duty Noble this past weekend? They were, they were, and you know Mississippi State's great. Um, they're, they're that's a very good club as well. But a, Texas A and M is is a historically a pretty good baseball school, and they're just awful this year. That's a surprise. Another surprise would be LSU. This is a team with, I mean, you talk about a trophy room in college baseball that's it's pretty full. Um, they're at seven and fourteen in league play as well. They're just they're absolutely struggling. And uh, aside from them beating Ole Miss in a series. That's about the high point of the season for LSU. Alabama sitting over 500 in conference play. That's a little bit of a surprise. Not typically a baseball powerhouse there in Tuscaloosa, but um, 11 and 10 in the SEC West is pretty strong. There's nothing to nothing to sneeze out there. So there are some surprises, some things that are expected, um, but really rounding up to be a good season. You're talking about uh, Vandy or Tennessee being a super regional host. And Arkansas, of course, being a regional, uh, super regional, probably top eight um, national seed is what they call it. So, yeah, um, really been an exciting season, and I cannot wait for the postseason. Yep, SEC definitely holding its own. Again, if you look at the top five, that includes Arkansas, Vanderbilt, and Mississippi State and Tennessee. Four of the top five teams are from the Southeastern Conference. Let's shift conferences. And let's talk a little Big 12 college baseball. We're used to seeing the Texas Longhorns as a college baseball program do really well. We've even gotten used to the Red Raiders of Texas Tech do quite well on the diamond. But how about the TCU Horn Frogs? They're sitting at number three in the latest college baseball top 25 from D1Baseball.com. Absolutely, yeah. So you've got 
Um, yes, Texas certainly has a, um, a tradition for baseball. Everybody knows that uh, Texas Tech under Tim Tadlock has been uh, probably the you could make a case that they've been uh, kind of the, the cream of the crop there in the Big 12 over the last decade. But TCU's is always TCU has been a strong baseball school as well. They did not start the season terribly well this year, but they're sitting at a 15 and three mark now in Big 12 play, 33 and 10 overall with um, with some really great series wins. TCU has their strengths. They they have some good bats. Uh, but TCU's strength has always been on the baseball side has been pitching, um, and it's really no no um, no different this year. Um, it feels like every year TCU runs out, you know, guys that are six eight, six ten, throwing mid nineties every single year, um, and they they win with defense, they win with pitching. Jim Schlossnagel there in Fort Worth is he has a philosophy. Um, you know, it's it's a different philosophy than say. Uh, Tim Tadlock at Texas Tech, who basically says, go out there, swing the bat, and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. A little bit more a little bit more to it than that, obviously. But uh, Jim Schlossnagel likes to play small ball. He likes to bunt. He likes to win with pitching and defense. Um, he's got his own flavor there in TCU, and it's paying off well this year. You've got TCU, like you said, at number one in the Big 12, 15-3, and three, number three overall. Um, then you got Texas right behind at 13-5. and five. And then you have Texas Tech. Um, those three teams are in the top ten, depending on what poll you're looking at. They're all sitting in the top ten in the in the country. So that's the cream of the crop. There. Oklahoma State is a program with an incredible history in baseball. Year in and year out, you have um, postseason appearances and uh, you have College World Series appearances. Um, maybe the best baseball baseball tradition in the conference. Texas is right there, but Oklahoma State has got something like uh, 25 college world series appearances. It's amazing. Um, best facility, some of the best facilities in the country, they're struggling. They're eight and 10. Um, it's a strong league at the top for sure, but they're, they're not quite where they want to be. But uh, I think, I think Oklahoma state will probably end up in the postseason if they can uh, take care of business. But big 12 has been a wild season. Uh, Texas tech picked to finish at the top. TCU picked down the list. Now TCU is looking to have a clear path to winning the league. And uh, the Texas Longhorns are over. They're, they're doing better than people thought. They were number three up until last week. The Red Raiders went to Austin and won that series. Um, but they are, they're still sitting there in the top ten. So it's um, going to be interesting to see what shakes out uh, at the end of the season. Talking with Matt Herbens, our college baseball barrister here on today's Y'all Show. And we'll switch over now to the Atlantic Coast Conference and what is up with the ACC? The highest-ranked conference member is Notre Dame, certainly in the past not exactly a college baseball powerhouse. The Louisville Cardinals have gone all the way down to number 15 in the latest poll. You don't see any North Carolina teams in this top 25. You don't see Clemson. Heck, you don't even see the Virginia Cavaliers in the top 25. What is up with the ACC this year? Yeah, wild. I guess that's the best way to put it is, is what is up at the ACC. This is another, you know, power baseball conference uh, year in and year out. You think of ACC baseball, you think of you know, Louisville, you think of Florida State, Clemson, you think of North Carolina State, North Carolina, um, Virginia. I mean, there, there, there are the teams that are in this in conference that have a lot of, of history, and, and these are teams that are you, you can expect 
one to be in the College World Series just about every year. Notre Dame being at the top, and this is a Midwestern school. Um, it is part of ACC for for certain sport purposes, but usually you don't have you know people people talk about Big Ten baseball how it's you know how it's funny, and a lot of times it is because. Uh, people want to play in the South. They want to play in warm weather. They don't want to train in 20 degrees. There's all these reasons for, for Midwest baseball not not being strong. But Notre Dame, 21 and 8 in the ACC, sitting there at the top of the conference. A, a to say that's a surprise would be an understatement. Uh, Louisville, um, 14 and 9 in league play. They've dropped. This is one of these teams that was top 10 in some polls. Uh, Louisville is, is baseball, particularly recently baseball royalty. This is a a very good baseball program. But then you have Florida State kind of hovering around 500. They're 15 and 12. Florida State obviously um, transitioning from Mark uh, Mike Martin to his, his son. Um, but they've been up and down. Even under um, Coach Martin the last couple of years, they, they're a team that would uh, – would bounce around bad losses, good wins. Interesting club. Not not sure what's going to happen there towards the end of the year with them. Clemson has been a strong club. They're they're down the list a little bit. North Carolina State has been a very good baseball program recently, um, to the tune of you know some top ten programs they've had, and they're sitting right right about five hundred there as well. So a lot of surprising. If you go to the coastal part, if we're talking about midwestern uh, teams, you got Pitt at the top. Uh, at 14 and 10, and, and that's, I guess, not necessarily the Midwest, but you're talking about Pitt being a baseball uh, powerhouse, particularly in the ACC. This is a surprise, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, there's no doubt about that. So I didn't even Pitt. mention Miami. Miami, the Hurricanes aren't in the top 25. That's right. That's right. Miami at 15 and 14, sitting there. Uh, they've had some struggles. This is, again, this is a baseball program that you, when you think of college baseball, you it doesn't take too long to think about Miami. North Carolina's under 500. This is another team that you look over the last five years or so. This team has hovered around number one and two for period for stretches. So, um, to say the to say that the ACC is surprising this year is is an understatement. To, I mean, it, it is shocking to say the least. Well, got, filling the void for the ACC, we got to give them some love as we're wrapping up with our baseball barrister, college baseball barrister Matt Hermans. How about the Americans, East Carolina Pirates sitting at thirteen, and Conference USA's Louisiana Tech Bulldogs at fourteen, and then Southern Miss is at twenty. That's right. I was about to say, you know, North Carolina, North Carolina State uh, having their issues, but East Carolina um, has been a – they've been good from the get-go. They've been top 10, now they're, now they're number 13. That's a great baseball club there, kind of holding the flag for, for the state of North Carolina. All right, and then don't leave out those Bulldogs. LSU's not in the top 25, but the Ruston Louisiana Tech Bulldogs are in there. <laughs> you know they love that. They yeah, love they, that. And they should. <laughs> they should because they've had some really great wins this year. And in Hattiesburg, they're happy that they're at the top 25 as well over LSU, which is sort of in that same geographic footprint. Matt Hermans, man, you have worked triple time for us here today with our barbecue report as well as giving us the latest on college baseball. We sure appreciate it and look forward to talking to you again next week on the Y'all Show. I can't wait. I love it. All right. Happy baseball and grilling to you, sir. You too. All right. Matt Hermans, everybody, with y'all.com and more. Speaking of y'all.com, Kobe Bennett is standing by, and he's going to be on with us after this timeout. Stay tuned for what's up on the pages of the homepage of Dixie. All that on y'all.
right, we're closing out this second hour of Y'all. John Rawl, now Kobe Bennett in from Y'all.com. And Y'all.com is the South's homepage. And, Kobe, I'm scanning the website, and I'm seeing your name pop up and other great stories. Tell us a little bit as we wrap up Hour 2 what we can find at Y'all.com. All right, well, you can find a bunch of different stories. You can find a story about throwing the perfect backyard barbecue for any occasion. Yeah, we just talked about that with Matt Hermans. It was great. Uh, You can figure out uh, a a guide to estate planning, uh, what to do when your uh, health condition is a source of embarrassment. And we can also talk about some of the ones I wrote, like uh, uh, hunting for good morals. You need good morals? I can't all, help you with that. We all need good morals, but this ain't the type of those aren't the type of morals I'm talking <laughs> no, about. Here. Ain't sounds better. I like that. All right. Uh, so morals, if you don't know, are mushrooms. Spelled M O R E L. Yes, and they're quite the delicacy. Uh, if you're a chef, or perhaps just a mushroom hunter, or general, or mushroom enthusiast, or forager, or generally just a fun guy. Uh, <laughs> I like how you put that. That uh, you, I, I'm, you I'm got a career in comedy ahead yeah, of you. Yeah, just all mushroom puns. Uh, morals are can't be really bought at any like uh, any like grocery store. And they're legal. Or, these are legal. these are legal mushrooms. Okay. These are these are edible mushrooms. Uh, they they are from what I hear fairly good. Uh, and, but they can only be found in like the wooded areas around the South. They have this honeycomb like pattern and they are delicious. They don't have the same consistency as the usual mushrooms. Cause you know, a lot of other, if you don't like mushrooms, it's cause they're usually like, they got this sort of a slimy texture to them, Yeah. but morals, they're more of a meaty texture and they got this nice earthy flavor to them and they're apparently pretty healthy for you too. Uh, Check that out, y'all.com. And then I see your name is up on a story about genetically modified mosquitoes. You know it. Uh, so in Florida, they're releasing – I've heard – remember hearing about this a couple of times that they've been planning on this for a while, and they finally got started uh, actually implementing this project to release these genetically modified mosquitoes into the Florida Keys in order to help curb the population of the main mosquito that's the cause of all the diseases like the Zika virus mm-hmm. and uh, and all those other uh, terrible... <laughs> uh, the dengue fever is the other one. Mm. Um, but uh, basically what they... All the mosquitoes they sent out are non-biting males because uh, the male mosquitoes are never the ones that bite. It's always the females. I knew it! Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> you know, they're all bloodsuckers and... Uh, I knew it! and by releasing them into it the plan is they'll mate with the female ones and to pass on this sort of death mechanism that will kill off any of the offspring uh that are female and hopefully will curve the population uh overall yeah genetically modified mosquitoes in florida keys is a story up from kobe at y'all.com plus you can go there and watch tricks of the trade which kobe helps produce each week and this week's subject, you can watch that with John Allen and Jimmy Duke. Uh, they talk about rotten things. What what exactly are they discussing there, Kobe, with the rotten things? They're talking about wood and such? Yeah, yeah. Well, wood rod, uh, like doorposts, things like that. Uh, they get a lot of good co- – giving a lot of good user feedback. They got a, some good call-ins uh, that, in that particular yeah. episode. Um, 
Yeah. And that's at y'all.com. You can watch Tricks of the Trade with Jimmy Duke and the South's home improvement czar, John Allen, all at the homepage of the South, of which Kobe Bennett is a big part of. Kobe, thank you for your report. We're not done with you. you got to keep working. After the break, Kobe's going to be on with Hour 3. Art Cruz is out today. Kobe will help me with a Southern Sports Roundup. And then Kobe's about to enter the working world, and we're going to find out from him what's going on with the college graduates of 2021 when it comes to WIC. We'll tell you all about it as the Y'all Show continues. Don't miss out on the fun. We got a warning to announce here on today's Y'all Show. The warning is we're going to talk about the South. And if you don't like the South, well, let me warn you, you better be uh, tuning in somewhere else. Now, we want to keep you. We want you to listen to us because we are all Southern and we don't have any regrets about it. That's how we do it here on the Y'all Show. I'm John Rawl. I have Kobe Bennett in with me today in this hour. Art Cruz is away. Kobe, you just heard it him earlier in the show talking about what's up at y'all.com you're going to have a lots of kobe bennett here in this third hour as we work our way through some sports headlines kobe's about to graduate from college we're going to find out what are college graduates doing when they enter the workforce here in 2021 kobe will also be filing a southern accent on the world of arts and if time allows we'll tell you about kobe this is a big month do you know what the month of me may mean sir Electrical Safety Month. Yeah, and we've got some tips that we'll share with you as we close out today's Y'all Show. Hey, if you want to reach us, 803-816-1170 is how to get in touch with us. Again, no apologies. We're Southern and we ain't backing down. All right, let's look, Kobe, if you will, at what's going on in the world of sports as we start out this third hour of today's Y'all Show. And from the world of baseball, we actually have an injury for the world champion L.A. Dodgers as Dustin May, the redheaded wonder there on the mound for the Dodgers, nicknamed Ginger Guard. He is going to be out for the rest of the year as he's going to have to have Tommy John surgery. And that, again, is where they'll go in and work on a damaged ulnar collateral ligament. The Dodgers announcing this on Monday. And Dustin May, a native of Justin, Texas. He graduated from Justin's Northwest High School, selected by the Los Angeles Dodgers in the third round of the 2016 MLB draft. He had actually committed to play his college baseball for a very good college baseball program, the Texas Tech Red Raiders, but instead chose to sign with the Dodgers for a million-dollar signing bonus. And he's been with that club at least on the top level, the pro team instead of being on their minor league circuit, been with them since 2019 and helped them win the 2020 World Series. But Dustin May out right now with an injury and Tommy John surgery forthcoming for him. On the baseball diamond today, those Dodgers will have a twin bill in Wrigley as they're taking on the Chicago Cubs. Clayton Kershaw, former Texas Longhorn, on the mound for the Dodgers against Kyle Hendricks and the Cubbies. San Francisco will be taking on the Rockies in an afternoon game. D-backs and Marlins get together at Lone Depot Park in Miami, Florida. The Chicago White Sox have an interleague matchup 
in Cincinnati against the Reds, Astros, and Yankees, Braves, and Nats together at Nationals Park today. Also, you got Brewers and Phillies, Tigers, Red Sox, Dodgers again with the Cubs later in the day. Trevor Bauer on the mound for the World Champs as they'll be taking on the Cubbies at Wrigley with the second game starting at 6.40 Chicago time. Rangers and Twins, Mets and Cardinals, Indians, Royals, Giants, Rockies, Rays, Angels, Blues at Athletics, and Orioles, Mariners, as well as the Pittsburgh Pirates at Petco to take on the revived San Diego Padres. That is a look at what's going on Major League Baseball here on this May 4th. Now to some college basketball news from the women's side of things. Kim Mulkey left the other day to go coach the LSU Tigers, departing Baylor for the LSU Tigers. And now Baylor has announced her replacement there on the Waco campus as she's going to be replaced by Atlanta Dream coach Nikki Collin. Collin comes over from the pro circuit to be the Baylor women's basketball team, which won the 2019 NCAA National Championship. There was no 2020 college basketball postseason and then of course this year your college basketball champ was I think it was Connecticut I think does that sound right to you UConn I think they won uh they defeated no it wasn't Connecticut it was um Stanford Stanford beat Arizona now that I think about it yeah Connecticut lost in a semifinal as well as South Carolina those were your four Final four teams from women's college basketball, but uh, apologies there, a little slip-up. It's been about, gosh, a month now since uh, we had the national championships in college basketball, and I've already turned the page. But, yes, this former Purdue and she played for another college as a collegiate player, Nikki Collin, now taking over the Baylor women's basketball program out of the Big 12 to the NFL draft. And we just had the NFL draft wrap-up over the weekend with the 135th pick in the 2021 NFL draft. The Tennessee Titans select in the fourth round, Rashad Weaver. Now, why am I talking about Rashad Weaver on today's Y'all Show? He's now charged with assaulting a woman, and this stems from an incident back in April. A former Pitt Panther, and according to the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, in a criminal complaint filed in Pittsburgh's Magistral District Circuit Court on Friday, police officers found a woman lying on the ground surrounded by a group of people at 2.28 in the morning of April 18th, and this was in a Pittsburgh section of town off of 17th Street. And those at the scene say a large man punched the woman later found lying on the ground by officers. And it looks like all signs pointing to this Tennessee Titan fourth-round draft pick, Rashad Weaver. Remember, it was just last year the Titans in the 2020 NFL draft selected a guy out of Georgia who was their first-round draft pick. I think his name is Isaiah Wilson. I think I'm, I'm that's off the top of my head. I've tried to forget about that guy. He completely fake, uh, flaked out over this first year of the NFL, only played on four snaps the entire season. And it's not even on an NFL roster as we speak right now. And now it looks like the Tennessee Titans out of the NFL back on the wrong side of things with a player selected in this year's NFL draft. Now, part of the drama of this year's NFL draft was quarterbacks. And we saw that Trevor Lawrence of Clemson went number one to the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
Then number two was Zach Wilson of BYU. The New York Jets selected him at two. And then it came down to the third pick, and the 49ers had the third pick in this year's NFL draft. And what were the 49ers going to do? Were they going to go with the North Dakota State quarterback, or were they going to go with Mac Jones out of Alabama, or were they going to go a whole nother route? And if you looked at the way the draft went down with the Falcons with the fourth pick, and then there was a fifth pick, sixth pick, Dolphins and Lions were in there. The eighth pick were the Carolina Panthers, which had just traded in recent days with the Jets to get Sam Darnold to go to Charlotte to be the Carolina quarterback. But the ink was not quite dry on that deal. And there was a chance that Sam Darnold might have even got traded or some other deal worked out by Fitterer, the new GM there for the Panthers. And lo and behold, draft night comes, and when the 49ers went with the North Dakota State quarterback, I just thought that for sure the Panthers would select the Alabama QB, Mac Jones, in that eighth spot. But Kobe Bennett, they didn't. They went with a defensive player from South Carolina, Horn. And Mac Jones went all the way down to 15 and was selected by the New England Patriots. So what that means, Kobe, and you listeners, is evidently Matt Rule, coach of the Panthers, and the other members of the Panthers organization must feel really good about Sam Darnold, their new quarterback coming in from the Jets, because they have essentially guaranteed him the starting job when football season arrives for the Panthers in September. Are you okay with that? I think I'm okay with that. <laughs> well, I'm okay with it, too, as I think Sam Darnold had a bad deal in New York with the Jets. I don't think he had the protection there. He didn't have the coaching to help him. I mean, this guy is still younger than some of the selections in this 2021 draft. I know he's younger than Kyle Trask, who was taken by the Buccaneers in the draft. So Sam Darnold, who is a native of California, is now residing in the Carolinas and is playing for the Panthers. And why am I talking about this on today's Y'all Show? Well, I still got food on my mind, Kobe, as Matt Hermans was on in hour number two of today's Y'all Show, talking barbecue and such. And and because food is always important to us Southerners. I think it's important to everyone. Well, it's really important to us. And it's really important if you're in the Carolinas. I know that's where I am from. But one thing you got to know if you start playing football in the South and you play football in the Carolinas you better know your food, and you better get acclimated. And to the Carolina Panthers' credit, their media production crew did a really good job, and I saw this, and I'm going to play a portion of this interview. It's Sam Darnold here in the last couple of days sitting down with the Panthers' media staff. I think her name is Kristen Balboni is the lady that you'll hear here on this video clip. And she is talking to Sam Darnold about Southern food, and they had a Southern food tasting that the Carolina Panthers put up on their official channels on YouTube and more. It's a lot of fun. It's fun to watch. But I'm going to play the audio from this and just to hear Sam Darnold's reaction. And one of the first things, I know visually you don't have that luxury here listening to the Y'all Show, but one of the first things he gets put in front of him is hush puppies. And you're going to hear his reaction here in just a second. So stand by. Here's Sam Darnold, the new Carolina Panthers quarterback, and a southern food tasting. Enjoy. Um, welcome to Charlotte. 
we thought, what better way to officially welcome you to the Panthers than to have you try some Carolina foods? Yeah, let's do it. We'll I see. see. You're yeah. wondering, you're like, what are, yeah. which one of these look familiar and which ones don't? Biscuit. Uh-huh. Right? Correct. Uh, those aren't meatballs, but they look like meatballs. They're called hush puppies. This is potato salad? Yes. Okay. Good job. And then, I don't know. Grits. Grits. You ever had grits? Yeah, I have. All right. I like grits. Okay, They're well, good. here we go. So yeah. we go hush puppies first? Sure, yeah. Go one bite. That's a hush puppies there. One bite, everybody knows the rules. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big fan. That's solid. Put you some napkins over here, too. All right, so you're a Southern California guy. Yep. Spend time up in New York as we move on to the potato salad. How, what is your what is your experience level with the Southern foods? Like you were pretty good on knowing these four. Yeah, you know I had a couple teammates while I was at USC that uh, you know showed me some Southern food, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much all my experience. So not a ton of experience, but. Mm. I will say potato salad. That's good. You don't like it? Not my favorite. Never really? been a fan. Oh, are you going in just to to make me look bad yeah. here? You're like, no, actually, I'm going to have, have the extra. Just okay. because you said that. <laughs> you know what? If you're going to do that, I'm going to go in for some tea. Okay. Which one's sweet? I don't know it. At this point, I do not remember. Okay. But you will find out quickly which one it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's the sweet That's tea. it? Now, what do you that's think? Good. You like it? Sweet tea's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Have you, have you ever had sweet tea? I have. Okay, because that's normally just I a very... I actually just had it in Augusta. How was that? Amazing. So do you golf? Because you were at the Masters. For anyone who doesn't know, you were at the Masters for a couple days, yeah. right? Yeah. Are you a golf guy? I am a golf guy. Okay. For I've been playing golf for about two and a half years, so I'm not very good, but... I'm going to try a bite of the biscuit okay. here. Let's do it. It'll take me another two minutes to ask a question after we try this. All Cheers. Right. Cheers, yep. I love a good biscuit. Fantastic. Did you do the, so you did sweet tea, did you do the, don't they have famous pimento cheese? Or as we say in the South, pimento cheese. Pimento? Yeah, it's kind of just like a. Where's the A? There's no A at the end. No, and there's also, um, you know, there's a T that's missing as well. At least that's how my mom says, pimento cheese. Pimento. All right, I'm going in for the grits. I love grits. This is like a, it was a breakfast staple in my house growing up. Oh yeah. We'll bake them. Bacon in there. Mm-hmm. We've started you out easy. We have a few more. Yeah, that's good. The grits is really good. All right, favorite from this. Uh, from this. I'm gonna go grits. Yeah. All right, that was Sam Darnold, the new quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, and a Southern food tasting put out by the Carolina Panthers, Carolina Panthers website, Panthers.com, and the lady there is Kristen Balboni. She's the media personality for Panthers.com, and a fun little feature there of uh, Darnold, the California kid who spent the last few years as a New York Jet having Southern food, really some of that for the very first time. What would you think of that, Kobe? Uh, kind of shocking to hear that. Uh, <laughs> you get so acclimated to all of it that you're the like. The funniest part was when he held up his hush puppies. Yeah, they, were, yeah. they were circular hush puppies. I know here in the South we have some oblong hush puppies, and depending on where you go, where you'll find them. But he thought the hush puppies were meatballs. <laughs> I mean, Deep on. fried meatballs. Come on. Uh, and this is an NFL quarterback now? Come on. But no, it's, it's funny. And then he impressive that he had had grits before and – they made a really big deal out of uh, coleslaw on this one. I'm, uh, how are you on coleslaw? Yeah, I'm a little iffy on coleslaw. You know, you know, I don't. A lot of people here put them like on their uh, pulled pork sandwiches and stuff. I'm, I'm a little more 
cautious about that. I, I usually just stick with the plain pulled pork and barbecue sauce, you know? Okay. Well, they had the coleslaw as a tasting, and they had two different types of coleslaw for Sam Darnold to sample. One was a all-white coleslaw, which they called Eastern Variety, which is Eastern North Carolina. And then they had what they call a Lexington-style coleslaw. And if you're in North Carolina, that would be Lexington, North Carolina, home of barbecue, vinegar-based barbecue. So I, uh, I'm i not a huge coleslaw kind of guy. I've gotten used to it on barbecue sandwiches. Witt's Barbecue out of North Alabama, you'll find a lot of those in Middle Tennessee. I, eating there got me interested in having coleslaw on barbecue sandwiches at least. But Sam Darnold getting his exposure to the Carolinas and food, and, and I, I, I got to pick on the Panthers here. They did not do two things that they should have done. Maybe it was because of sponsorship reasons, but when they gave him that biscuit, you know, and this this is one of their big sponsors. I don't know why they didn't actually give it a shout-out. They didn't give a shout-out to Bojangles because I'm sure that had to have been a Bojangles biscuit based out of Charlotte, North Carolina, by the way. And another thing they didn't give him to sample is Lance crackers. Are you familiar with the Lance brand crackers? I am not. They have Toast Chi. Have you ever seen the, to- the orange crackers? They're called Toast Chi. And then they have another one that's got a peanut butter wafer. It's called Nikot, N-E-K-O-T. You'll see them in the grocery stores. They're in gas stations all over the South. But they're from Lance, which is based also in Charlotte, North Carolina. And they didn't have any of the Lance products out there for him to sample. Shame, shame, shame on Kristen Balboni and the Carolina Panthers. But Sam Darnold's going to get his fill of good southern food in his time in the Carolinas. And lastly, as we wrap up our sports look here starting this hour of today's Y'all Show, we've got some guys transferring in from other colleges and other conferences to SEC member institutions. A former UT top tackler, linebacker Juwan Mitchell, is transferring to UT. That would be Texas Longhorn linebacker Juwan Mitchell is going to become a Tennessee volunteer as he's moving from the Big 12 to the SEC. Mitchell started 8 of 10 games for the Texas Longhorns in 2020 and led the team with 62 tackles. And now Josh Heupel has secured him for the 2021 season on Rocky Top. Juwan Mitchell, a Tennessee Vol going forward. And then lastly, a former Ohio State Buckeye wide receiver, Jamison Williams, transferring to the Alabama Crimson Tide. This, of course, all follows with these new rules in place that players can transfer and play immediately and not have to sit out. And now a former Buckeye receiver is Tuscaloosa bound. Williams played in every game for the Buckeyes the last two seasons and included the game against Alabama, the national championship game, that was played in January. He is a native of St. Louis, caught nine passes for 154 yards and two touchdowns in eight games played in 2020. And that is a quick look at sports happenings across the Southeast here on this May 4th edition of the Y'all Show. When we come back, we're going to scoot over and talk to Kobe Bennett. Kobe's getting ready to enter what we call the real world. And what's up with all of our brand new college graduates when it comes to employment kobe will share that when we come back on y'all talk with an accent on all things southern and with no apologies
right, we are winding up our third hour here of the Y'all Show. Kobe Bennett is in with with uh, with us here this third hour. Art Cruz is out. John Rawl, this is Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. We cover everything Southern with fun and news and entertainment. And we also like to salute all y'all. And the calendar says that it is the 4th of May, so happy May the 4th day to you. But we also know this time of year is a time where those mostly 20-somethings are graduating from college this time of year. Last year was completely out of whack with the coronavirus shutdown, most of our what we know official graduation ceremonies being held. So this year it's like double double dose of graduations around the southeast and more. And, of course, we don't want to leave out our high school students as they get ready to chart their path forward. Kobe Bennett is about to graduate from college. He's been with us here this Y'all Show today. He's also been a big player at y'all.com over these last few months. So, Kobe, thank you for being on the Y'all Show and for also being a part of y'all.com. And congratulations, getting out of college. Way to go. Thank you very much. I'm giving you a big old virtual hug and smooch right now. Oh, thanks. <laughs> probably could have done without the smooch. Yeah, probably. But it was virtual. It was virtual. Yeah. So so how does that feel now that you know that your college days are winding down and you're going to have to start work? And how does that feel? I feel a little nervous, you know? You don't know what's ahead, but, you know, you got to look at it sort of optimistically, you know? you got to just keep on moving forward. All right. So you are not alone. There's a lot of people in Kobe's shoes getting ready to graduate and we wanted to find out what are graduates of college here in 2021 doing? What are the most likely paths and how much are they going to be making going forward? Kobe, what can you report on? All right. So first of all, from what I've read, this is mostly coming from the data from the National Association of Colleges and Employers, the NACE. And the hiring projections are up from 2020. Um, to a picture here. 2020, I recall just trying to get this internship was just a challenge with regards to everybody telling me, uh, call back later, call back later, call back later because of uh, COVID. Um, I had the call, like initially I was applying all around in uh, November and then had to just call back frequently in January later on uh, just to get, try and see about getting some internship to go through. Um, But it's but you were relentless, which is what you have to be, not only as a student, but as a professional. Exactly. You might not have a good job when you come out of college. Your first job might be pretty lousy. If you don't like it, Kobe or whoever else is out there, be relentless in your pursuit to get a better job. All right. Exactly. I'll shut up. So the reports are that uh, employers that are looking to hire college grads is now up by 7.2%. And it appears the top uh, degree that they're looking for is in computer sciences. And this, like, projected average salary for uh, this computer science major is uh, $72,173. Right out of college? Uh, uh, Yeah. uh, That's the average, though. Gosh, that's Um, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Computer sciences and engineering, they got a big increase from – previously especially computer sciences computer sciences um compared to 2020 last year that's a 71 or not 71 7.1 percent increase hmm. from the previous year i think i'm gonna switch my major yeah uh <laughs> communications only went up uh three percent so probably the wrong way yeah <laughs> <laughs> went down three percent 
What else are people most likely going to when they get that big college degree in 2021? Uh, well, let's see. There's a lot. There's a lot of uh, these data is a little more uh, according to the NACE. This data is a little more limited, so these projections are a little not necessarily uh, are. I don't want to say true, but they're iffy because uh, they say they use caution with it. And this is in social sciences and humanities. But uh, humanities looks like they got an 11% increase from last year, uh, going from 53, uh, around 53,500. Uh, right out of college, 53,000? Uh, in humanities? That's pretty good. Yeah, but it's gone up. That, that, I mean, that, that's, that I mean, the, that 53 was, is pretty good. Yeah, that was the 22. That was the 2020 projection. 2021 projection is now uh, 59,500. Uh, Does that indicate types of jobs with those with a humanities degree? What, what, do, um, what does a humanities degree get you these days? I'm not quite sure. I'm assuming it's, uh, areas such as uh, human resources, okay. uh, areas such as that where it's like – relationship sort of things and dealing mm-hmm. with uh like i i want to say with in regards to both um race and sex and those type of areas yeah but this is not necessarily medical have you even yeah. got to the medical field yet uh let's see uh hmm According to this, there's not much here in regards to medical mostly math and sciences uh is only a 1.3% increase, but that's still like 63,000. These are big, like, average. This is, these are still averages, so I'm not sure if that's, like, exactly right out of college, but these are just projected salaries. Uh, but uh, math and science is $63,316, uh, which is a 1.3% increase from previous years. Engineering, it's a 1.6% increase. With seventy one thousand eighty eight dollars, uh, those are the so like the science majors are obviously going to be like the higher ones uh, compared to say business communications and agriculture, uh, but uh, any of the sciences those will get you some good high paying uh, jobs potentially out of college. All right, it's a good time to graduate and to go out and make money. So Kobe. I mean, it sounds like you and your fellow new college graduates are expecting to make around $50,000 or more with your first job. Does that sound about right? I don't think so. <laughs> you don't think so? That's <laughs> not applicable I, here in the South. Yeah, I don't think – it depends on what you're – it depends truly on what job, specific job you're aiming for. Um, and I'm assuming these are for the jobs that are like the really big, high-paying employer jobs. Um, I'm not as sure on some of the smaller ones, but the good news is still that it's still a higher percentile of people hiring than the previous year. And Kobe, you went to a traditional four-year college that actually you had to go sit in the classroom. You even had to go sit in the classroom here this year. Yes, I did. Where some colleges were all virtual, at least portions of the year. So what do you think that's going to give you an advantage going forward? That not just for the coronavirus year, the fact that you went to a brick and mortar college because you could have gone out of high school to the University of Phoenix and or Liberty University and or any of these other big colleges that make their living off of online studies. 
What do you think of that program? I I think I yeah, I would say I do have an advantage in the sense that there's always going to be a slight disconnect when you're online. There's a less personable quality to it, you know, where you you pick up information, but you're only sort of picking up every other word for the most part, if that makes any sense, where it's you hear something, but then applying it seems that much more difficult because you're online. Because we had the work – we did have the work online near the end of uh, the previous semester, the end of my junior year. We all had to head home and work remotely, and that caused a few issues here and there. Um but this year, being there has helped tremendously with being able to get work done and productivity. And I think that'll be a benefit for uh, the graduates of 2021 who have gone actively to uh, to the main school. Sure. All right. Well, congratulations to you, Kobe. Congratulations Thank to you. all of our 2021 graduates from both high school and to the college graduates. Don't want to leave out those who are graduating from kindergarten, which to me, I never had a kindergarten graduation, but that's a big deal now yeah, for, for some kids out there. And I think they even have some graduations for people who move from like one grade to another. I've seen that out there. Uh, I think it's somewhat a ridiculous measure just to make yeah. uh, photographers have money for taking pictures is what I think it's all about. Yeah, it's a, it's racket. a racket. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. So are you ready to get going with your career and put on a shirt and tie and go into work every day? You ready for that? I think so. I'm a shirt and tie. You're going to wear that every day. I like that. Maybe not a shirt and tie. Mind Come you. on. Maybe. Uh, listen, if I'm going to wear a shirt and tie, I got to wear a cool sports coat with it because uh, I got to. I got to look uh, spiffy. Yeah, for everyone. Kobe Bennett, everybody. You know what? Kobe is working hard. He can wear whatever he wants on the y'all show, and he's doing that right now. He had a just in case you're not here with me. He's got his Superman sweatshirt on today, and he has been our Superman at y'all.com. We're not done with Kobe. When we come back from Mr. Bennett, he's going to file a Southern accent report on the arts. And later this hour, Kobe and I are going to discuss. National Electrical Safety Month and more as we wind up this third hour of Talk with a Southern Accent. Southern Accent. Here's what's entertaining the South from y'all.com. I'm Kobe Bennett. The 93rd Academy Awards hit last week. One popular film at the event was the drama Minari, written and directed by Lee Isaac Chung. The movie tells the story of a South Korean family attempting to raise a farm down in rural Arkansas in the 1980s. The picture is a semi-autobiographical tale based on Chung's own life. It's named after the South Korean vegetable that holds significance within the context of the plot. The movie received six Oscar nominations, including Best Picture, Best Director, Best Original Score, Best Actor for Lead Star Steven Yoon, and Best Supporting Actress, which was won by Yoon Hyung Hyung for her performance as the family's grandmother, Soon Ha. Yoon's victory marks the first time in history a Korean actor has won an Oscar. The 73-year-old actress delivered a humor speech where she poked fun at presenter Brad Pitt, who had also produced Minari, asking him, Where were you when we were filming in Tulsa? Minari is available on demand on Amazon, Apple TV, Google Play, Vudu, and YouTube. Entertainment, headlines, and more at y'all.com. All right. Thank you, Kobe Bennett. Here with us is Kobe Bennett. And, Kobe, I have to admit, you did pretty darn well with your Korean pronunciations there. 
Thank you, thank you. Had to do some research there. <laughs> make sure I didn't mess anything up. Because I don't think you are part Korean, so that was uh, really good. All right, well, I'm part Southern. I'm actually all part Southern. And I think Kobe's got a heavy dose of Southern in him. And when we come back on the All Southern Show, which we hope you all are at least part Southern, we're going to wrap things up here for this third hour of the May 4th. Y'all talking about National Electrical Safety Month. Stay tuned. is what happened when uh, Oklahoma meets Louisiana in that song right there. That's Trace Atkins and Blake Shelton, a little hillbilly bone. And he mentioned in that song, Conway Twitty, rest in peace, Conway. Oh, yeah. Hello, darling. John Rawl and Kobe Bennett here with our final segment. Hello, darling, to all y'all. Kobe, now you're about to be a college graduate. Yes, I am. And we talked about that earlier in the show. Hopefully in your education, they taught you about Harold Jenkins. Did you learn about Harold Jenkins, a.k.a. Conway Twitty? Tell me you learned about Conway Twitty at some point. If not, I'm going to make sure you don't graduate. I mean, I I, I don't – it was probably mentioned once or twice maybe. Um, I know who Conway Twitty is. Don't. Oh, you do? Yeah, I do. Who, who's Conway? Uh, he's a singer. Oh, you can graduate. Yeah. Right. Congratulations, you passed the test. See, that song talked about somebody never heard of Conway Twitty when they grew up there south, uh, north of Queens in case of this song. But, uh, yeah, we love our Conway Twitty. We'll have to play some Conway Twitty music maybe when we get out of here. Today, wrapping up things here on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. If you want to get involved in this final segment, 803-816-1170 is how you can do that. I go, go put you... Get your number two pencil out. Write this one down, 803-816-1170. All right. We've been threatening to talk about this all show long, Kobe. This month is National Electrical Safety Month, and we need to share with you tips on how to help you avoid potential electrical hazards. Have you ever had potential electrical hazards in your end of things, Kobe? I mean – I would think so. I have a, I just have one power strip with everything sort of plugged into it. So 
I, I, that's pretty dumb. And you're about to be a college dumb. graduate. I know, I know. It's right by my bed. So people have sacrificed a lot for you to get that college degree, and you don't need to end it with your whole experience with something dumb like that. I can't say much. Yeah. When I was a kid, I had a necklace around my neck that I decided to start spinning it around the electrical outlet that my mother's vacuum cleaner was plugged in. And I don't know how I survived that one. I think most of us have had a scary scene or two in our life with electricity. So we have from this organization tips to keep safe from electrical accidents. Kobe, do you have that list? Yes, I do. Please share with us bullet point number one. All right. These are tips to keep safe from electrical accidents. Uh, Make sure all electrical work is performed by licensed electricians. Uh, Avoid placing cords in places where they can be damaged or pinched by furniture, such as under rugs or across doorways. Cords that are frayed or damaged should be removed and replaced immediately, not spliced or taped. Now, that's something I I needed to know because I've I've had so many phone chargers that are uh, very much like that. Um, Minimize the use of extension cords and never plug two extension cords together. Did you know you're not supposed to do that? I didn't know that. I I didn't either. Uh, Silly me. Yeah. Use light bulbs that correspond with the recommended wattage on the fixture. Now, that's something I I, want to know where on the fixture you can read that because I I don't know where they say what. It might be on that tag that a lot of electrical stuff comes with a big white tag. It says warning or don't. A lot of times they say don't peel off. But you can't even read what's written on the darn sticker exactly so small uh inspect all electrical appliances before using them to ensure they're properly grounded grounded uh remember that water and electricity do not mix (laughs) duh uh do not let children climb trees near power lines stay away from electrical substations and transformers and do not allow children to play near them avoid overhead and underground power lines when you use a ladder work on a roof clean a pool, prune trees, or dig in the yard. Never touch a down power line or or anything in contact with it. Keep away and call Cleco at 1-800-622-6537 or 911. If you have a problem. Again, those are some helpful tips of how to observe National Electrical Safety Month. We don't want any of us to get injured or hurt. And some great tips there that we all could use to keep safe from electrical accidents. This again comes to us courtesy of the Electrical Safety Foundation International ESFI as part of this month being National Electrical Safety Month. Way to go, Kobe, for sharing that information. Hey, let's take a quick look at some headlines across the southeast. We know that storms wage their way throughout Mississippi into West Tennessee into Alabama, Georgia, and beyond. Deadly. We've had a couple of deaths in the Atlanta area as a result of these storms. Some schools closing here on this fourth day of May. We also reported that this is May 4th. It's Star Wars Day. And, Kobe, there's some great benefits, some discounts available right now. Yes, there is on various sites such as DisneyShop.com and more. So check that out if you want to save some money here on May the 4th be with you also this week speaking of outer space debris from haley's comet is set to light up the sky this week sky watchers expecting a few nights when the eta Aquarids meteor shower peaks this week the meteor shower is expected to begin today and lasting till thursday with most of the meteors being visible wednesday before dawn according to earth sky 
org. So have you ever experienced anything from Haley's Comet in your lifetime, Kobe? I don't think so. So it'll be worth uh, trying to check out. Yeah, it's check it out. A, you got to find a good spot to see it, though, you know, without many city lights around. Yeah. Uh, so you can actually see the starry sky. Well, I was alive in 1986 the last time Haley's Comet was visible from Earth. It comes around every 76 years, so it won't be available again to view until 2061. And a great memory for me that I'm sure if you were around in 1986, someone likely went out at 3 o'clock in the morning to see this thing because that's when you had to go out to see it, somewhere around that time period, early in the morning. And I happened to be staying with my grandmother, my, my ma, as I called her, in 1986 and we rolled out of bed at three o'clock we went out into a field uh ways away from the house and we sat there looking for haley's comet and it was a great memory that i'll always cherish with my grandma of which some say i was her favorite grandchild so but i deserved it when i got out of the bed at three o'clock and went out and looked in a in a field for haley's comet but yeah you'll see remnants of haley's comet with debris lighting up the sky here in the next 24 hours So get out there and look for it. Hey, how about this story coming to us? Copperhead snakes are taking advantage of seasonal foods such as cicadas, and they're maybe showing up a little bit more than you might expect. You know, we've got this Brudex cicada that's popping up, and Brudex cicadas can feed an army of venomous copperhead snakes. So copperheads, boy, I know they want to get out going here in May, but now this year, after a 17-year slumber, this Brudex cicada is out, and copperhead snakes are going to go to town. Yeah. So be ex- extra careful of copperheads here in 2021. But on the flip side, because maybe they're munching on these cicadas so much, they're not going to try to munch on us. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Got But they're vicious. And luckily, I've never had an encounter with a copperhead. But, boy, expect to see more of them because of these cicadas being out there be on the lookout across the southeast for copperheads a feel-good story coming from the natural state a couple there celebrating their 80th wedding anniversary you know most of us it's hard to even get through one year of marriage and this couple in little rock celebrating 80 years together leroy everett has been married to uvi for eight decades in the natural state leroy is 103 and his beautiful bride, I think, is 101. Yes, she's two years younger. And they're celebrating 80 years of marriage in Little Rock, Arkansas. Congratulations to the Avits, Leroy, and his lovely wife there in Arkansas, Uvi. And they live in outside of Little Rock in a town. Well, actually, they grew up in Valonia, Arkansas, but now do call the capital city of the natural state, home. Now we go to Columbia, South Carolina, home of the Fireflies, to tell you about this story. A couple of entrepreneurs in Columbia, South Carolina, as part of the new normal, are looking for ways to succeed at business and out of the coronavirus pandemic in a way to celebrate even the small things in life and to gather people are looking for this kind of stuff. So two of these people in South Carolina have come up with a way to celebrate getting out and getting social again, and they have created a company. Michelle Richards and Peggy Bogus, owners of Abundant Grays, jumped on the rising trend of making snack trays in 2020 as one of the first, and I'm have to, I haven't seen this word in my life, 
I'm going to even have to cheat. Here's how Google pronounces this word. Tell me if you've ever heard of this word before, because I had not until this story. You ready? All right. Charcuterie. Charcuterie. You ever heard of a charcuterie? I feel like I have. Charcuterie's definition is cold cooked meats collectively. So an assortment of cold cooked meats is charcuterie. Charcuterie. Thank you, Miss Google. And so this company in Colombia has started making these charcuterie assortment plates, and they're doing quite well. They're making about 70 boxes in a weekend at times, usually selling for around 30 boxes during the week. So it's it's a way, again, to they're creating these charcuterie boxes so people can get out and enjoy even the smallest things. Even getting a box of meat is something people are looking forward to here in the post-pandemic world that we find ourselves in. And in the Queen City of Charlotte, North Carolina, congratulations to a man there for breaking the world record for most push-ups in an hour as T. Shane Johnson, a veteran and a motivational speaker, is now a Guinness World Record holder. The previous record, which had stood for 30 years, was 2,919 push-ups, and I think that was in one hour. And Mr. Johnson broke that record by completing 3,050 push-ups in just one hour. And he is now the Guinness Book of World Record holder for push-ups coming out of Charlotte, North Carolina. And let's see here. I struggled to get down uh, 10 push-ups. Yep. All right, we're going to have to wrap it up there with our headlines. We wanted to tell you about an owl traveling hundreds of miles in a truck's grill. We'll have to save that one for tomorrow. Kobe, thank you so much for coming on the Y'all Show. It's been a pleasure. Anytime. And that will wrap up this Tuesday Y'all Show. Thank you for being a part of the show that covers the South. Here's a little Conway Twitty to get us to the house. Through her tight-fitting jeans.